You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Big Sill stirring it up on a football Friday. Hope all are having a spectacular day. Why wouldn't you? You live in the United States of America. Come on. Come on. Eagle fans, Buccaneer fans, 49er fans. Big Sills is here to help you out. And it's all good. It's all good. I got the information for you. Hey, I want to thank everyone over at the NovaCare Center, home of the Philadelphia Eagles, for chiming in. Tracy, great text message last night. Thank you very much. Um, I think your boy Jordan Davis, I think that kid has a chance to be Vince Wolfork. I don't know if he's going to be Fletcher Cox, but I think he's got the physical ability to be in between somewhere in there. Somewhere in between a Vince Wolfork and a Fletcher Cox, I'll tell you what, that'd be worth that 13th pick overall if you were able to have that guy Live up to that ability. He didn't live up to that ability, and I told you that last night. At Georgia, he did it in spots, okay? In the NFL, you got to do that all the time. So, thank you for the text message. You'll always be my boy. I had your back, you know, so Tracy and I kind of have a, uh, you know, a relationship that goes, what is it, 25 years now? Maybe, yeah, 25, 26 years now that I know. The great defensive player out of Auburn won the Outland and Lombardi Trophy. Defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. All good. We appreciate all jumping aboard with us here. We have news. Before I get into the most important person in Jalen Hurts' life this coming football season, And my defensive predictions, okay? I want to talk a little bit about some news that I made on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Uh, Yeah, Niners right here, Niner News, we got it for you. Xander, you think I should wait on the Niner News, or do you think I should get into the Eagle News first? What do you think we should do here? Because I did tell people that I'd start barking at the 49er news 
at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I did say that on my Twitter page, and I don't want to not deliver, okay? Let's do that because I did, I, I did, I did promise that I would give a little bit of insight on what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. Here we go, Niner News. And I appreciate the new folks jumping aboard with us right here, and thank you so much. I know Don Yee very well, and Don Yee is the representative for Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. That angst that so-called existed in New England was media made up. Those two guys are dear friends. Those two guys are dear friends. Isaiah, thank you so much for coming aboard. Thank you for that, too. I appreciate it. We all do. So that animosity that people in the media think that there is between Garoppolo and Tom Brady is not true. By the way, the animosity was more towards Bill Belichick than it was towards Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady text each other all the time, and they are friends. They have the same representative, as I said, in Don Yee, and there's no getting around it that those two guys are in constant communication. By the way, what's really stupid about some of the takes that are on my Twitter page, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be ready for training camp. Who in their right mind thinks that Garoppolo is going to be in 49er training camp? He just started throwing two weeks ago. You think Garoppolo is going to be ready to go to training camp in two weeks when he just started throwing two weeks ago? He may be able to start throwing the ball around a little bit, but to go through organized scrimmages and go through team scrimmages and then exhibition games, you're out of your freaking mind. You're out of your mind. And this would be a great, and I'll tell you this, this would be the ultimate slap in the face to Belichick. If Brady retires and Garoppolo is the heir apparent, but they do it in Tampa and not New England. This was supposed to be the plan in New England, not in Tampa Bay. So here's what's being thrown around. By the way, an active deal, Don Yee doesn't want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to a backup position. However, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury and his shoulder injury kind of put him in that room. He's not going to be ready for the start of the regular season in September. He will not be ready. He'll probably miss the first four games anyway. So if Cleveland, say, trades for him, once a decision comes down next week on Deshaun Watson, he's still going to miss the first couple weeks of the season, and Jacoby Brissett will be the starter in Cleveland anyway. And how funny would that be? Jacoby Bursett and Garoppolo once again teamed up. And who represents Jacoby Bursett? Don Yee. Okay. So here's where we are with this. The Sean Watson's news is going to kind of dictate what happens to Garoppolo. Garoppolo has two people on the table right now that are trying to throw some deals together. The Buccaneers would love to have Jimmy G in Tampa as the heir apparent. They do not think much of Kyle Trask. They think he's good. They think he's okay. 
But to say he'll take over for a veteran football team is pretty crazy. He's not. Blaine Gabbert, are you crazy? We've already gone through those nightmares. So Garoppolo in his 36-14 and 14 record would go to Tampa as the backup. And once Brady leaves, there's Jimmy G with a ready-made team again like he had in San Francisco and in New England. It's a no-brainer. However, if the Deshaun Watson case comes out and there's a lengthy suspension, which I'm not thinking there's going to be, I think it's going to be between six and eight games. They'll appeal it, maybe get it down to four games. Media will go crazy next week, but who gives a shit about the media? So that case is out there. And really, what happens with Watson's ruling next week will determine what's going to happen, okay, with Jimmy Garoppolo and where he goes. Because then I think Cleveland is all in. Here would be the crazy thing about Cleveland, though. They'd be paying money on Baker Mayfield's deal. They'd be paying money on Deshaun Watson's deal. And then they're going to turn around and pay Garoppolo? Man. Now, if he's suspended with no pay, you get a year. Garoppolo gets to go on the open market. He leads the Browns to a playoff. Then we're talking about a whole scenario here where Jimmy G, Jimmy G could probably name his team where he wants to go. Okay. So that's where we sit right now. Next week will really tell us a little bit more. Bro, is he getting traded or not? Yes. But they're not going to trade him when there's two deals on the table. One for a starting position in Cleveland and one for a backup position with still a year on his contract to back up Brady and be the heir apparent in Tampa Bay. They're going to wait until next week. Yes. That day, I don't have. When the ruling comes down, okay? Michael, appreciate you coming aboard. Guys, please hit the like button. This, this is a smart move for the Bucs. The Buccaneers have a championship football team. They can't be breaking in a rookie quarterback. You bring a veteran like that in, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Plus, he's not ready for training camp. It's funny, man. When you go on my Twitter page, hey, you're trading Garoppolo for, to be a backup. Jimmy Garoppolo is not ready. He just started throwing two weeks ago after surgery. Jesus, criminy. Common sense. Use it. Yee's base. I never said Don Yee was here. Read the tweet, guys. Never said Don Yee was here. Read the tweet. Never said Don Yee was coming on. Show me where I said Don Yee was coming on. I said I would talk about Don Yee and what Don Yee is in this whole tangled web we weave here when it comes to Garoppolo and Brady. Never said it. Okay? Never said the tweet. Okay? Never said it. As a matter of fact, Xander... Maybe what we should do is post it so people can see, again, what I posted. You read yourself into it. I said I would explain to you at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Okay? Don Yee is a friend, and we will talk about it. Where did that say Don Yee was coming on the program? 
You assume that. This is a waste. Jose, I told you the layout. I talked to Don. Okay? This guy's full of shit. Okay. <laughs> hey, come back there next week, guy. You and that, hey, and good luck with Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey, one play, Trey. Good luck. Good luck with Trey Lance. Holy cow. I never heard Sill say that, but again, this is why I have social media. Seth, thank you so much. You have no social media? It's crazy. The Lance Brigade. Yeah, one play Trey. <laughs> Dude, it just makes complete sense for the 49ers and the Buccaneers to do this deal. He's not ready to play. He won't be ready for training camp. The 49ers show up around 26th or 27th of July. He's not going to be ready to go, which means he's not going to be the starting quarterback, and Trey's got to be the guy. He wins that job by default. He wins it by default. By the way, Deuces Rogers will be with us from 6ABC in Philadelphia, and we're going to talk to him. That'll be at the bottom of the hour at 3.30 Eastern time to talk a little Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> hey, man, it's funny. 49er fans, I thought you hated Garoppolo. Okay, I thought you hated the guy. Jerry Rice vouched for once and said that he's going to win multiple Super Bowls. Great. That's, that's what you want to hear. Ryan Sills, this is... This is Tom Brady's last year. He's got a 350, Ryan, he's got a $357 million deal. Okay? He's got a $357 million deal to be the lead analyst for Fox. He's not going through this one more time. Okay? He's not. He's not doing it. So, anyway... As I said on my Twitter page, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers have been in contact with one another to try to see if they can work a deal out. Salary cap issues would be a problem for the Buccaneers in this process, and they would work through it. However, Don Yee, who represents both Brady and Jimmy G., Want to wait to see what the decision will be in the Deshaun Watson ruling next week. Because then it's being reported by many people, Mary Kay Cabot, including in Cleveland, that the Browns would be in pursuit of Jimmy Garoppolo. And what that means, I don't know. Because the Browns don't have first-round draft choices to send to San Francisco. They gave them all to the Houston Texans. The team that has the assets to do that would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, salary cap restrictions would preclude them from making that deal. They're not going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, give up ones and pay. I think Garoppolo's due $24 million this year. Okay? Oh, and by the way, yeah, Mark, isn't it funny? I say it. Uh, people would call it bullshit. 
Colin Coward starts barking about it. It's news. <laughs> hey, Mike, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. That's a great compliment, especially with those snowflakes they have in the Bay Area. I worked in the Bay Area at one time for five years. Horrible talent in the Bay Area covering the 49ers and the Raiders. When the Raiders were there in the Bay Area, horrible talent. Horrible. Horrible talent. The guys in the ad- – now, Tom Tolbert's good. Tom Tolbert's a friend, and he's good, and I'm a big fan of his. Sills, how would you like to be Brady's agent? <laughs> hey, Michael. See, he represents Jimmy G, and he represents Tom Brady. By the way, Brady's a fan of this move. According to Jason Light, the general manager of the 49ers, Tom Brady knows all about this. And by the way, just so you know, the 49ers were in contact with uh, John Lynch when Brady retired to bring Garoppolo in. Go back and look at some of the reports out of the Tampa Tribune and Rick Stroud. They were talking to the 49ers to bring his ass to Tampa anyway. I mean, common sense. Hello? Hey, McFly. McFly. Bay Area. McFly. Common sense. But then again, there's not much of it there. Okay? McFly. Oh, and by the way, your guy on KMBR in the morning, uh, Murphy, or them dudes, Paulie, you're welcome. I schooled them on being morning guys. They're welcome. Anything you need, just let me know. Guy used to come in when I was, hey, Xander, when I was doing the morning show on the ticket, the guy who's doing mornings right now on KMBR used to come in with a notepad and ask questions all the time. I actually like him. Paul McCaffrey, he's a good guy. Good, He's a good dude, man. I like him. I shouldn't talk shit on him. It's good people, man. (laughs) I love it, man. Hey, by the way, it's all good. Calm down, guys. Calm down. Dude, bring Grant Cohn on. See, here's, hey, Jose, I have to know or have heard of you for me to put you on my show. Okay? And he's the guy that Javon Kinlaw cursed off. Who, who, Grant, dude, on. (laughs) Do do you want to bring him on? I've never heard, and no disrespect, I've never heard of the guy. Okay? Jimmy G makes 24 million bucks. That's less than the Bama quarterbacks. That's pretty fair. Seals, you should do a call in here where we can call in and chat with, oh, I wish you guys could. Hey, Daniel, congratulations, man. I just started this a year ago. Who, I don't know Grant Cohen, dude. I've never heard of the guy. Daniel, I've never heard of the guy. He makes 27 million, Garoppolo. I thought it was 24-5. Call Grant Cohn. Sounds like I'm calling a sounds like I'm calling a law firm. <laughs> oh man. 
Grant Cohn, I just want to know if Dan, if Don Yee told you all this big news locally, if Garoppolo started throwing two weeks ago. Hey, Grant, you want to come on? Xander, put him on. Put him on. Hey, Grant, come on. I don't know what that, no. What? I don't know what you're implying, Grant. Uh, what's <laughs> okay? That's that's not. I have no idea what you're talking, brother. I don't. I don't talk like that. No, sorry, dude. Oh, okay. Thank you, Grant. Grant, listen. I know John Lynch very well, and I know Don Yee very well. And I talked to Don Yee a couple weeks ago on what they were doing with Garoppolo, and he dropped this love on me a little bit, saying that the Buccaneers have been in contact with the 49ers. Okay? Okay? That's what I've been and, – and from what Jason Light is hedging around, that's a little bit – hey, listen. Hey, we have – I have a guest at the bottom of the hour. Okay? I'll bring – hey, I'll bring him on. Good to know. Thanks for clarifying. Grant, I'd love to have you on here, man. Just for a couple minutes here. Hey, I do know John Lynch very well, and I've had conversations with John Lynch about this here. So I don't want to... Hey, hey, Grant, how about 4 p.m. Eastern time? That's 1 p.m. your time. Would that be cool? Because I'd love to know what you know, too, about this deal. Because as you see behind me, I'm an ex-Buccaneer. So I'd love to see if we can get you on here. And by the way, guys that are fans with Grant Cohn, um, hey, I don't know who he is, but he probably doesn't even know who the hell. Hey, Grant, you probably don't know who the hell I am too. So it's, <laughs> it is all good, man. Hey, look at that, Xander. Right out of the gate there, man. We're able to sit here and we're, we're going to go from coast to coast here. Talk Eagles and 49ers. And then go down to the south and talk Buccaneers. Grant, I'm going to give you right now so that you have a little bit of the knowledge that I have. Okay? When Tom Brady, when Tom Brady retired, okay? When Tom Brady retired, I had been in contact with Jason Light, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then I called Don Yee, who represents Jimmy G., and Tom Brady. What I was told that the Bucks were in the process of trying to make a trade to bring Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa. That was going to be the succession plan for the Buccaneers when Brady retired. All of a sudden, Brady unretired. That stopped it. They were trying to work a deal. The Buccaneers have salary cap issues right now. I'm trying to work that to try to get Garoppolo's 24 to $27 million deal. Okay. All straightened out. They were trying to work on that. Grant, think of this for a second. It's everyone knows it's a salary cap issue. The Browns don't have the assets because they traded him to the Houston Texans. The Browns and Andrew Barry have also talked to John Lynch. They're waiting for the Deshaun Watson ruling. 
from what I'm understanding, he's not going to get a lengthy suspension from what I understand. It's not going to be a lengthy extension, okay, to where he's going to be penalized. Six to eight games, somewhere in there. Media's going to go nuts. Garoppolo's not going to be ready for the first four weeks anyway. He just started throwing two weeks ago. 49er camp, I believe, Grant, help me out on this one. I believe the 49er camp is July 27th. I mean, that's that's 20 day, uh That's 21 days. That's three weeks from today. Will he be ready and full to go um, with his 49er team or the Browns or the Buccaneers? He's not going to need to go with the Buccaneers because they got Brady there. So the Browns don't have the assets unless we're talking about multiple twos or you send Brissett also as a backup to San Francisco as part of a trade package, because they kind of resemble one another, Jacoby Brissett and also Trey Lance. Grant, I, th- I, I do not believe that he's going to be ready also. I, I, I just do not. And, and according to Don Yee's folks and his people and what the 49ers are saying, he's just getting ready now to start throwing deep passes. He's been throwing intermediate passes right now with the trainers. And so I, I just don't think he's ready for the opening of training camp. Okay. I don't. So this is going to be an interesting next week for the Browns, the Buccaneers and the Niners. Okay. And, and Hey, and Grant, what I'd like to know is what, you know, at one o'clock um, Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern time. I'd like to know what you know, because that may fill in a little bit more of what we're missing here because you guys are more like, you know, floating in the, in, in the face of it. Jose, I, I, I'm a Garoppolo fan. I am a Garoppolo fan. Anybody with a record like Jimmy G at 36 and 14, got to tell you, man, all good. So we're going to put that at the top of the hour. The 49er news. The other news is going to be, obviously, what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'll tell you something, man. I met my friend a long time ago, Deuces Rogers, from 6ABC. And I'll tell you what, when he was at ESPN, I just absolutely loved watching him when he was doing that. And now that he's the number one guy in Philadelphia – we got to bring on our friend Deuces Rogers here from 6ABC. He also did some great stuff for us with Jacob Media. Deuces, how you doing, man? Hey, how are you? One second I'm backstage. Next second I'm in the studio with you. How you doing, Dan? All good, man. Hey, one thing I've learned, Deuces, the Philadelphia Eagle fans, I mean, I, I now get a chance to cover them, like, you know, straight on. Some of the most passionate people I've ever met. Some of the most under misunderstood people I've ever met. But one thing is for sure, intelligent, knowledgeable, and passionate. Absolutely. absolutely. And on the ride into work today, I'm listening to talk radio, and you got guys, they're still talking about Carson Wentz, who hasn't been here in a couple years. They're comparing Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts. Uh, but in football in this town, it, it is literally a year-round sport. Uh, July 
Uh, we're still, what, three weeks away from training camp? We're talking Eagles football. Uh, back in March, they were talking the NFL draft. They literally talk football 365 days a year in this town. And, and I absolutely love it. Football's king here. Are you buying the hype with this year's 2022 Eagles? I, I, that's a great question. I, I um, On the air the other day, I, I said, you know, there's high expectations for this team. And then I caught myself and I said, we say that every year. <laughs> I, I am, I am buying, I am buying the hype. Um, there's lots of things to be excited about with this football team. Um, they made the playoffs last year, which, which a lot of people with the way they started, didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, a young coach who midway through the season, light bulb went off. Hey, let me start running the ball more. And it started working. Uh, he handed over the play calling duties to, to, to the, the coordinator as opposed to doing it himself. Um, the defense is, you know, defense is your forte. Defense could be awesome. Um, getting a little older um, with some of the guys along the defensive line, but um, they could be awesome. I, I am buying the hype, but, but the key, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, the key with every single football team in the NFL is the quarterback position. If you don't have – you don't have to have elite play, but you have to have service, serviceable play at the quarterback position. And that's the question mark hanging over this football team. Jalen Hurts, he, you know, going back two years ago, he, he started the last four games of the season when he decides to move on from Carson Wentz, showed some signs. Last year, up and down, but showing some signs. But can he make that leap to the next level this year? Can he do enough to keep this team going forward? That's the million-dollar question. Don't you think the three big concerns or questions going into this season, head coach, D coordinator, and quarterback, they're all intertwined with no, one another. So – Let's start with this one. Are you a fan, and do you buy into Jalen Hurts? I'm a fan, yes. I am a fan. Um, I'll start with that right there. Probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, conscientious. The You talk to the teammates, and that's always a barometer for me. You talk to the teammates, nobody will say a bad thing about this guy. I mean, they, they looked up to him. He's one of the youngest guys on the team, and they look up to him as a leader. Um, talking to some of the, the the guys on the inside, he literally is first guy in, last guy out guy. Now he's not one of those guys looking to get out of work early. He's he's there before a lot of the coaches get there. Um, you you gotta love that. So in terms of the character of the player and his work ethic, I'm all on board. In terms of his on field production, this is where it's a little shaky. Um, he led the team in, in rushing, which is great. You know, I think he had a dozen rushing touchdowns. Um, that that's great. I, I had one former NFL front office guy tell me recently when it comes to Jalen Hurts, and, and this is the way it is for all quarterbacks. You can have a running quarterback, a quarterback who, who will audible, you know, see something, do something different, take off and run. But there's going to be three, four, maybe five times a game when there's going to be a third and long. And he's got he's to anchor himself down in the pocket and make that throw. And this former NFL executive said he's not convinced that he can do that. And – like I said, you could have these great quarterbacks, you know, Lamar Jackson's, the Jalen Hurts, you know, these guys who like to, you know, move around and do things. But do you have that guy that's going to be – it doesn't have to be Steve Young, but Steve Young, he could run. But when Steve Young had to sit down, sit back in that pocket and wait that extra half a beat knowing he's going to get drilled but still make that, that, that pass, you know, can Jalen Hurts do that? And that's what we don't know yet. And I think that's why the – I think the Eagles saw enough 
to stick with him for this year. You know, there was some talk that they were going to try to trade for Russell Wilson. And maybe the price was too high. Maybe they decided maybe we like some of the guys coming out in the draft next year. So this this year for Jalen in terms of his NFL future here in Philadelphia, I think this is an important year. Um, if he can do enough where they like, ah, we can stick with this guy. That's great. If not, they'll probably move on. Deuce, is this here? Here's here's my place with him. If Colin Kaepernick can get a football team to a Super Bowl, there's a lot of style similarities there. Mm-hmm. Not the most accurate guy, but accurate enough, especially if they're in third and short when we're talking play calling and moving the sticks and not playing behind the sticks. They have a great running attack. That team had a great running attack. I think comparing Jalen to the Joe Burrows of the world or the Justin Herberts, uh-huh. you're never going to get there. He's never going to be that guy. He's never going to be accurate. But can you get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl? Hell, they got to a Super Bowl with a substitute teacher and Nick Foles. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can they can get there. The question will be, will they allow it? And I threw this out, Deuces. Down. I don't know if you would subscribe to this. If Jalen shows me where he throws for 3,800 yards this year, the football team wins 12 games. They win the division, which they're expected to win the division or predicted to. I would come to him and go, instead of giving him a $45 million deal, I'd give him a short-term three-year deal at $30 million. We, we don't have to rip anything apart. We can use those two first-round draft choices next year in the draft to fill the O-line, which is aging. Kelsey's retiring. Lane Johnson probably has three more years left. That tops. So you're going to be able to still do it on the fly and not have to rip it up. That's some angle that I – I'm expecting to see. I think he's going to get better because of the talent they've added to the team like A.J. Brown. Do you do you subscribe to what I'm saying? I do. I do. And I, I'm glad you brought up uh, like the Colin Kaepernick scenario. And I even I even looked to the the Ravens a few years back when they had yeah. Trent Dilfer. You know, Trent, great guy, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't your, you know, he wasn't Dan Marino or anything like that. But he was, he, he did enough and you had a, a great, great defense. And it's funny, going back to your previous question, you're saying the three things that worry you, you know, about the team and you brought up the defense and they all, you mentioned, they all kind of correlate. If the defense can do a better job of getting off the field and getting the ball back into Jalen Hurts' hand and they can run the ball and control, you know, have the time of possession be in their favor. That'll be a big help. And and I think they improved the defense enough this year. Listen, the 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 D coordinator Gannon got um got Jonathan Gannon got a lot of heat for for being kind of vanilla. Um and he'll never tell you this, but a lot a lot of the year they were playing with special teamers, special teamers on, on defense. And you know, I don't know that he trusted those guys enough to 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 run a blitz, you know, and, and to be in the right places. So he just kept it really, really safe. They upgraded the defense. They got James Bradbury to go opposite Darius Slay in the cornerback position. They pick up Hassan Reddick. Um, they list him as a linebacker, but he's going to be a, you know an edge rusher, you know, going after the quarterback. I think I think you'll see them be a little bit more aggressive on defense. You know, you get Brandon Graham coming back. Hopefully, knock on wood. You know, at his you know I think he's thirty four coming off the Achilles. You'll see what that might be. But I, I think if they can have the strong enough defense, control the ball, and he has a good year, you're right. Yeah do the Kirk Cousins things with them, you know, where he's signing short contracts, getting paid a ton of money. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think you need to go out and give him the, you know, the crazy Mahomes contract or anything like that, or, you know, Prescott contracts. I don't, and I don't think he's worth all that, but yeah, do enough. And then you, like you said, there's other positions to 
to upgrade on this roster. You mentioned the offensive line. You know, they, they've got a great guy at left tackle in Jordan Mailata, who, you know, is he's a freak. Hey, Deuces, is that not the – I'll tell you what. When they move that team across the country, I mean, they may have to get like a C4. That is the biggest team I've – I mean, the Toledo's going to be working overtime. When you put those guys on the scale, that's the biggest team I've seen in a long time. This is going to sound really, really silly, but Jordan Mailata, I remember the first time I saw him in the locker room, the thing that stuck out to me was his feet, his toes. He had, like, Fred Flintstone feet. I mean, like, his, his – no, no, his big toe was like a fist. I mean, the thing was – but guys, guys, the nicest guy in the world. I mean, like a giant teddy bear. But he's, he's 6'8", you know, probably 350 at left tackle. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. You know, you got him and you got Lane Johnson on the other side who's, you know, who's a, a workout monster. Anybody they wants to go. And Jordan team. Davis who makes them all look small. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some big, big dudes uh, on this team. You're right. You're right. Football, it's funny. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, you're, you're, when, when you were when you were playing, uh, what, were you, what was your playing weight? 285. <laughs> I'm a small hey, that's a kicker today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, deuces, two last questions for you. Okay, listen. This looks like a theme schedule. Watch this going oh. into week seven here. Oh, oh it, are you looking forward to the most? Watch this. Vikings week two, the Justin Jefferson game. Uh-huh. Week three, the Commander Wentz game at FedEx. Okay. The Doug Peterson game. That's- in week four, then you've got Kyler Murray and the Zach Ertz show. Yes. Then you've got, of course, the Cowboys going into the bye. What game out of the gate are you looking forward to the most this year? I want to be a nerd and say I'm looking for looking forward to them all. I got to say the the Wentz game. I, I am I am Me so too. looking forward to that. I. He didn't leave here on the best of terms. Um, it, it's funny. This, this town is still obsessed with them. It's like the, the ex-girlfriend. You know, you, you whether whether you, whether you broke up with her or she broke up with you, you're still keeping tabs. You're checking her Facebook page. I mean, this team is obsessed with this guy. And just to see, you know, how it might be him going up against them. You know what I mean? Like, if he has a great game, oh, my gosh. You know, this team, they're going to set the they're going to set the city on fire. But, you know, if the Eagles get the best of him, it's going to be, ah, you see, told you, he's a bum, blah, blah, so I, That's the one I'm really looking forward to. And I'm sure the Doug Peterson game, you know, listen, he doesn't have enough bullets down there in, in Jacksonville. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be a little emotional for, for him to go up against the uh, the Eagles. By the way, that that – that divorce there, that, that's another one I still can't quite quite figure out. I mean, like, try, we're still trying to get to the bottom of it. It's like it's like Doug pretty much fired himself. He did, didn't want to be here. And, and you know, he, one day I'm sure he'll get in front of a, a microphone and tell us the, the full story, you know. But it's like they got rid of Doug and, and Wentz. You know what I mean? It's, it, was, it was maddening. Here, finally here. You think there's more heat on Hurts this year? Or do you think there's more heat on Howie Roseman? Because, again, one thing's for sure. I know the three-year contract extension deuces. They gave it to him. But, again, like you just said, here's a guy who fired. I mean, take a look at the whole scenario. You fired a Hall of Fame coach in Andy Reid. You fired a coach who won your Super Bowl. Now he's coming back here. And now you put Sirianni in the building, and he's on training wheels still. Second year, we don't know what happens. We saw what happened with Matt Nagy in Chicago. He won Coach of the Year. Then he was fired two years later. You're only gauged on every year you put a win-loss up. So, I mean, he. this is on Howie. There's no more excuses. There's nobody in the building anymore to blame if this thing goes south. 
True, but Howie's got nine lives. Um, he sure he does. does. And, and he's got a very unique relationship with the owner, Jeffrey Lurie. Um, Lurie looks at him almost as a, as a, as a de facto you know, family member, like, like a son. And, and give Howie credit, you know, when Chip Kelly came here and, you know, sh- you know, shoved him aside, you know, Howie, you know, had his tail between his legs, but came back up through the ranks and they won a Super Bowl. And I think that Super Bowl, granted, it was, you know, 2017. So, you know, five years ago or whatever, but I think that bought him a lot of time. And I, I do not think Howie's on the hot seat. Um, Howie, he gets, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of heat for, the draft picks sometimes, you know, not doing the great greatest with the drafts, but he, he gets great. He gets great marks for getting those draft picks every year. The guy's it's like, he's, he's got two, two first round draft picks in his pocket. We don't know how he does it every year. He, he fleeces some team to give him draft picks. Yeah. You know, he may not be, use them all that well. Um, but I, I think he, he's, he's tough on Don, man. I, I, I wish I had it like him. Hey, I, I, I leave you with this. So I had Beasley Reese on, Oh, I, love couple, him. I had Beasley on a couple of weeks. I'd known him since we were in Tampa together. And he goes like this. He goes, Hey, you know, deuces. I go, yeah. He goes, you know, he's over at, you know, you know, he, he's over at six ABC. And I go, what? I'm looking through my thing. And I, I'm, he's like, bro, you don't know that. And I go, you know what? Hey, give, give me a break here. You know, CTE does happen to certain people every now and then he goes like this, get him. So Beasley wanted me to send some love to you, man, because, you know, I, I, I love the fact that two of my favorite people, man, broadcasters in one of the most passionate cities there is. And thank you so much, man. Deuces, thank you for doing this. I hope we can do this again. Thank you very much. I got to throw it up for you, man. Oh, baby, there you go to you. I'm, hey, be looking for that because I'm going to be posting that. All okay, right. for all the you guys. And uh, Hey. The Rock's my boy. If you see him, me and him go back and forth uh-huh. on my Twitter now, yeah. The Rock's going to absolutely love that. Deuces, thank you, brother. Thank you. You got it. That is Deuces Rogers from 6ABC. We really appreciate him stepping in with us, too. Grant Cohn from the Bay Area is also going to join us. That'll be at the top of the hour. Don't forget, my friends, Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. If you're in the market, for an attorney, you've been hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is the place for you. For the people is not a slogan. This is who they are. For the past 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients, making sure you and your family get the fair compensation you so sorely need. Over 800 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida. Nobody is bigger, and nobody will go to battle more for you than Morgan and Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, tell them Dan Celio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the Oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Football show, your boy Big Show. By the way, Grant Cohn will be with us from the Bay Area at the top of the hour. I've been reading some of your comments here about Garoppolo. Hey, if you're under some impression that I would rather have Jalen Hurts instead of Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback in Philly, you're high. I want winners, man. Garoppolo, two of the last three years, he's been to the NFC Championship game, won games in Dallas on the road and in Green Bay on the road. By the way, let's do something here that's fashionable that Big Sills likes to do. What's Kyle Shanahan's record without Jimmy Garoppolo in games in San Francisco? He's 8-27. and 27. He's won eight ball games, and he's lost 27. It's not like the 49ers win in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo carries that football team across the win line. And you're going to dump a guy who's 36 and 14. Are you nuts? They have to, though, because they've put themselves in a corner. 
with this. All those assets that they traded away to move up in the three-hole or the two-hole, whatever it was, to get Trey Lance, you have to make this move organizationally. You have to make this move. You have to. Kyle Shanahan is a bum without Garoppolo as the starting quarterback. 8-27, he's lucky Jimmy G was there or he'd have been fired two years ago. Two years ago, he'd have been fired. Okay? Hey, see what my man here, the Niner guy says? Dan, Sills, Jimmy G's hard to watch. I get what you're going at. He's not elite. We have the same conversation in Philadelphia about Jalen Hurts. He's not accurate. He, he puts the ball on the carpet. Not the greatest in the red zone. I get it. But the Niners did get to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, who's almost the same guy. The Eagles got to a Super Bowl with a substitute teacher in Nick Foles. You can get to that game if you have all the pieces around these guys. Garoppolo needs a phenomenal running game to be successful in the NFL. If he doesn't have it, he's not going to be. Dak Prescott has to have a functional running game. Why do you think Dak Prescott has kind of come back to the rest of the pack? You go like this. What happened to him? Zeke Elliott is what happened to him. Pass catching, Pascal. Jimmy G is elite compared to Hertz. Completely true. Come as a passer, absolutely. Morning change of pace. The Eagles have some interest in Robert Quinn from the Bears. Yeah, he had 17 plus sacks last year. Who wouldn't be interested in that? And if you look at his numbers. The guys put up phenomenal sack numbers. The Bears need assets to try to trade to get themselves into a position to build that team around Justin Fields. Justin Fields is in the same position that Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts is. Here's the issues on all of these places like San Francisco, Chicago, and, and, and Philly. Here, here it is. Ready? Those teams have to be perfect for you to win. Joe Burrow could have the worst O-line in the NFL in Cincinnati and still carry that team to a Super Bowl. You know why? Because he's a prolific passer. Those three places don't have prolific passing games. And they, I don't know what's happening in Chicago. Chicago can't produce a quarterback to save their life. They can't. Trey Lance has to have everything perfect, and so does Jalen. That's why any catastrophic – watch this. If Debo Samuel or if A.J. Brown go down in San Francisco or in Philadelphia, you could count your season being one-dimensional for sure. A guy like Garoppolo, though, he doesn't have anything to do with the running game in San Francisco. That's the difference here. He is a passer. Now, to some of your points, guys – Will Jimmy G throw it into the chest of the opposing team? Absolutely. Is he Justin Herbert? No. But I'll tell you what, who's had more success in the postseason over the last two years? 
Aaron Rodgers or Garoppolo? Think of that. Who's had more success? Who's had more success the last three years? Four years. And and I get Garoppolo's injuries, too. There's no question. That's why they traded for Lance. Boy, guys, guys in Philly, you see what they're talking about? My aunt talks about this all the time. Look what they're talking about in San Francisco. This is why I bring up Jalen all the time. The debate in San Francisco is, do you move off of Jimmy Garoppolo for Trey Lance, who's unproven? And by the way, when I went and looked at game film on him in college, I I had to seriously look through the YouTube to find it. North Dakota State, who do they play? Eagle Creek University, who do they play? What guy does he play against that's a cornerback in that division or conference or wherever the hell it is? That's NFL-tested kind of talent like in the SEC, the Big Ten, or the Pac-12, or even the Big 12. Oh, no, Chris. Niner fans don't like Garoppolo because you know why? They've been spoiled. Young in Montana. When you've got guys like Young in Montana... And I played against Joe. When you got guys like that, hey, hey, by the way, one of my greatest claim to fame, Xander, is Big Sill sacking Montana. I posted a picture on my Twitter page of Big Sill sacking Montana. What a great football player. Miranda Lance only played one year in college. So did Mitchell Trubisky. Not saying Jimmy is flawless. Made a lot of dumb mistakes, but 70% of the quarterbacks do. What separates is how they respond at the end of games. Lance is going to make some mistakes, but not come back. We'll see. I don't know that yet. I think it's unfair to throw that distinction on him. Same thing in Philadelphia with Jalen. Jalen hasn't beaten a winning team yet. And by the way, how about the way Garoppolo made that completion against the 49 or against the Eagles in that game last year when they had to have a big play? Run, 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 run down the sideline, close the game up. Good night. Thanks for coming aboard. Chris, Montana, I say this to you all the time, and I tell people this. Joe Montana played in today's game. You couldn't defend him in Rice. Can you imagine Jerry Rice and Joe Montana in today's game? Never happened. You couldn't mug Rice down the sidelines like they could back in the day. You couldn't defend Jerry Rice. You couldn't defend him. I played against those great 49er teams back in the day. I mean, they had three dudes, Roger Craig, Jerry Rice, and Joe Montana. And they had a great defense. And they killed everybody. They killed everybody. Sean says, I'm a Jimmy G fan. Bought his jersey before his first full season with the Niners. Just sucks he can't stay. Sean, that's why Trey Lance. Trey, Hey, Sean, Trey Lance is not in San Francisco because Garoppolo sucks. That's the problem with the whole decision-making in the Bay Area right now. He's in the Bay Area because Garoppolo at times, has made a paper mache 
That's his issue. It's not a talent. Does he don't? Does he do? Hey, Aaron Rodgers throws dumb throws in playoff games. That's why he's twelve and eleven. You know, it's it's funny how people look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's five and two. He's five and two in the postseason. Russell Wilson's nine and seven. Brett Favre's fourteen and thirteen. No, wait, that's Peyton Manning. Favre is thirteen and twelve. Come on, guys. You're making Garoppolo sound like he sucks. He does not suck. He doesn't. And the most important thing you have to know, the most important thing you have to know, your head football coach is nowhere without Garoppolo as a starting quarterback in San Francisco. He's 7-28. and 28. How can you say that that guy doesn't deserve that job when your coach is 7-28 and you're telling me he's some Einstein coach? And when he's on the field, Garoppolo's 36-14. and 14. Here, I want to double-check that record so that I'm accurate. Okay? On Jimmy G's record. Jimmy Garoppolo's stats. Want to double check. I want to write this down here. Jimmy G as a starting quarterback is 33 and 14. And with five and two in the postseason, Garoppolo's 38 and 16 as a starting quarterback in National Football League. And you're moving off that. Good luck to you. I hope that works out. Okay? I I, I truly hope that works out. Because your head football coach stinks without him. The reason that they stopped with that whole thing in the Bay. Hey, by the way, Eagle fans, I told you this from day one. From day one, Garoppolo as a passer and what you have. Watch this. This would be an upgrade because a Debo Samuel and a great running game in San Francisco. Garoppolo in Philly, you'd have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and the number one running attack in the NFL. Garoppolo would not be part of that running attack. He'd be part of the passing game. He would elevate the passing game, which is what the ownership group in Philadelphia wants. They want to win games like Garoppolo does in San Francisco. Hey, look, guys, I know everybody wants to buy a Ferrari. But a lot of us have to buy Acura Legends. Okay? A lot of us have to go, and you could get the Super Bowls with Acura Legends. Brad Johnson, Jeff Hostedler. Joe Flacco, you can get there. Having, hey, you could have Dan Marino for 18 years and get to one AFC or two AFC championship games and get to one Super Bowl. You can have that. And I know everybody wants the shiny toy, the Justin Herberts, guys like that. Okay? But most people, like Michael says, in the NFL, they drive around Chevrolets. Okay, I'm going to take a timeout. Then we're going to talk to 
our friend and get his thoughts uh, from the Bay Area. And we're going to get him on here, and we're going to talk with him here in a couple minutes. And we'll talk to him here in a couple minutes here. I got to take a timeout before the top of the hour. We're going to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo news and also a little bit about the Eagles. I've got a bunch of Eagle topics still to come. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Appreciate you coming aboard with us. By the way, I've reached out to John Lynch. And our friend John Lynch, who's been aboard with our show numerous times, will come on sometime either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week so that we could clarify some of the things. Now, listen, I don't know what John's going to say, the status of Jimmy Garoppolo, but I will have him on and I will also have Jason Light on, our friend from the Buccaneers. 
and get their perspectives on what's going on here. I think a lot of this has to do with Deshaun Watson's ruling next week. And I so said that in the last hour here. But again, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to start my broadcasting career at KMBR 68 and also on the ticket. I opened the ticket. I was the first afternoon and then morning show host um, on the ticket. And I was the sideline reporter for the Oakland Raiders when they were in Oakland and had a great relationship with all the folks in the media there and was there five years. And I did sports phone 68 for a while. And it's one of my favorite markets of all time. And I had a chance to become super friends with Ed DeBartolo and pretty much know a lot of folks inside the organization. And John Lynch and I have been friends for 20 years and I love that team. And they've got a really a quandary right now, what to do with quarterback here. I love Garoppolo because he wins ball games. We're going to bring our friend in here, Grant Cohn, and get his perspective on it. Grant, I mean, I love the passion of the 49er fans. I, I, I really do. Even though, you know, they've always been accused in the past of having cheese and wine in the stands when they were at the stick. <laughs> and, now, I, and now Gary Radnich told me, he goes, Sills, you know, I mean, now they're down like south of the Raiderville. It almost doesn't even feel like 49er country anymore. But anyway. You're right. This is what I heard, Grant. Okay. So I'm friends with Jason Light. And Jason Light told me prior to Brady coming back and coming out of retirement, one of the options was to go and try to get Garoppolo and bring him in to be okay. the heir apparent and to take over for Brady after he comes off of his injury, okay? He just started throwing two weeks ago. So Kyle Trask probably was going to start the first four games. That was going to be- Real quick, hold on. Just for, in the Bay, like that's huge news. The fact, we, don't, we, don't, we didn't know that he started throwing two, two weeks ago. So you heard that? That's a that's big deal. Thank you. He started throwing two weeks ago, okay? okay? Now, okay. intermediate stuff with trainers okay. and such. So two weeks ago, he started throwing. Wow. Now- your camp, I believe, is July 27th. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. I don't think he's ready for full contact, and he's going to be ready. If you look at going through exhibition games, you're probably thinking that he'll probably get healthy by the end of camp, maybe miss the first couple weeks. So this is going to be Lance's job. It was always going to be Lance's job because Garoppolo health-wise was not going to be ready. Now, I think this really put them in a bind here, the 49ers, that injury, because I think they would have unloaded him prior to the draft. Instead, they had to keep him because there wasn't a lot marketplace for an injured quarterback. What I'm hearing is this. The Buccaneers have reached out to the 49ers to try to bring Garoppolo down to be the heir apparent for Brady when he calls it a career at the end of the year. Both agents or both guys are represented by Don Yee. Right. And – the other one is Andrew Barry reaching out to the 49ers and John Lynch. John won't confirm it for me, but he said there's multiple teams that have reached out to him about Garoppolo. So I think we assume you're not going to have Brissett be your starting quarterback the entire year that the Browns would go and try to get Garoppolo. Here's the problem with that, though. They don't have the assets to trade back to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And you're paying, you're paying Baker Mayfield – $12 million of that contract in mm -hmm. Carolina, you're paying $46 million to Deshaun, and that means you pay $24 million. So it's kind of a web here. The best fit that I'm hearing is Tampa. What are you hearing? Well, I, 
Look, it's from what you're telling me, if Jimmy's going to miss the first few weeks of the season and there's a possibility that Watson won't be suspended for the entire year, it doesn't I'm hearing six to eight with an appeal. Okay, well then I don't think Cleveland's a serious contender. I think they would be interested if they lost Watson for the whole year. So then to me, it seems like if Tampa's really interested, then they're the only trade market and really they'd be bidding against themselves. And I'm curious to see what kind of assets they really have to give up to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, they don't have the cap space for him. So I'm guessing it would be an extension if they're if they want to be the heir. Okay, great. What assets are we talking here, Dan? Uh, not not anything more than a sixth-round pick. Am I wrong? Boy, I, I, for Garoppolo, who is 38 and 16. Okay. I'll tell you, man. A lot, I mean, I think the reason I, – I, Grant, I think the reason that the Niners haven't moved off of him because they feel they won that deal with the, with the New England Patriots on that second-rounder – because he right. did take that team to a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan, 7-28 and 28 without I. So, to me, you're right. What assets would they give up? Would they give up a player and a pick to bring maybe something like San that. Francisco? Yeah. yeah, maybe something like that. Because, again, if you take back a fifth-round pick, it looks like you lost the initial trade with New England. And I think, look, you know John. John's a very competitive man. Yep, I think he wants to win these trades. And there is a perception that he's lost a lot of trades. The D Ford trade, for example, maybe the DeForest Buckner trade. I think he, this is his biggest one. He needs to win this. And I don't see him just admitting defeat, taking the L and cutting him. or take. So maybe what you're saying, trade him for a player. That That's that's saving Chris faith. Chris Godwin for your new toy yep. at Trey Lance. They, they have to – how many years, too, are they going to stick with Debo Samuel? That was a real big conversation. Maybe they were going to move off him. I never thought they were going to move off him. Yeah. However, I do think maybe this coming season they could move off him. So, I, are you a, are, do you believe Trey Lance should get this job, or are you on the other side? Where see to me, I think it's a tough call here. I mean, do you put Lance in, and do you forfeit the thirty-eight and sixteen? I know he's not perfect. Granny's not perfect of a quarterback, but you can get to a Super Bowl. You did with Colin Kaepernick. I've seen a lot of Lance. I've seen him both practice. It's just practice, but. I think Lance is better than him. I know it's hard to say I haven't seen him in a lot of games, but I'm not big on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he, If he did so many things well with those weapons, the Niners would throw more. But their whole thing is throwing as little as possible because, frankly, he throws a lot of picks. And it's not that he's Brett Favre or anything. It's just the book's out on him. He doesn't throw deep. He doesn't throw outside the numbers. He plays in a constricted field, and he has to force Doesn't he play ball. like Brady, though? That's Brady's He's game. He's like Brady if Brady never threw down the field and really didn't have a very good idea of what he's looking at. Sorry. Jimmy is not a high football IQ quarterback. I think he has that perception because he comes from New England. But really, he's he's not. But hey, maybe, maybe in a new, maybe in a new system, it'll look different. But at least good grand. I, think, I, think, I, I think that's been the rip on him. I, yeah. I think that's been the rip on him because look, how many times have we seen this? Why throw it there? What is that? And you see. He has that Carson Wentz gene a little bit about him where he just throws it there. However, he does go to Green Bay and win ball games. He does go to Dallas. That hey, hey, Grant, he's got four playoff wins. Something, dude. It's, he's got four playoff wins. And it's like, it seems like the league's really down on him because he didn't play well in the playoffs and his numbers in the playoffs aren't great, but it just takes one team to value it. And it's interesting. Tom Brady is very powerful in Tampa. He knows Jimmy very well. All it takes is him being like, you know what? Jimmy's way better than the league gives him credit for. Let's bring him over here. Let's rehab Jimmy. I can see Tom doing that. That's right. And see, to yeah. me, again, 
I, I think Brady and Don Yee, wouldn't this be crazy though, Grant? That that secession plan was supposed to go down in New England. I know. What if those guys did that to Belichick in Tampa where they did the secession plan in Tampa? See, that's another reason, another wrinkle why it would be attractive to Tom Brady. It's, it's like another way to stick it to Belichick. Oh, I got Jimmy too. I got Jimmy. Ha <laughs> ha. Do you think, hey, do you think a lot of Kyle Shanahan? Not as much as the rest of the world. I think he's a very good play designer, but he's had three very big meltdowns. You're the only guy that looks at it like I do, Grant. I, I look. I think he can design plays. I think yep. he's really. I think he's got a great idea of what he wants to do with the ball. But man, if he doesn't have a signal caller back there, it's a train wreck. Oh, absolutely. And even if he does have a signal caller, if you could give him a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter, the biggest game of his season, and he could find a way what he does, he'll have the best player in the league, Debo Samuel, just carrying I him, loved him, carrying him. And then in the last four in the fourth quarter with the 10 point lead, no touches for Debo. What the hell happened? <laughs> How did you forget about your best player? He did it in the Super Bowl too. All of a sudden he forgot to run the ball with the big lead. It's like, I don't know. I to me, you call that if a player does something uncharacteristic in crunch time, that's called choking. But you don't really use those words for coaches. I don't know with Kyle, man. Is he a choker? He might be. I don't know. What do you make of John Lynch as GM? I don't. He, it's tough because Kyle is so powerful there. You don't know how much. Wow. John so has. he like, has a lot of say in that building? A lot of personnel power. Yes. Wow. So it's hard to say like what John's doing, but it's, it, it, just in terms of being the face of the organization. Cause Kyle doesn't want to be the face of the organization. He's a football guy. And Jimmy's not really the face of the organization. He's a, he's a, he's a solid quarterback. It's John. John does a really good job of it. Um, the Niners had a very bad reputation before he got here as being sort of like, you know, Cleveland. It's a very rinky dink organization that does. Well, it's off the their... Trent Balky years. Yeah. Stuff, so he's right? given the Niners. He's a hall of fame guy who stands behind his word. I mean, he gives him, He's a great face of the organization. And I don't know. I can't talk about his personnel acumen. I don't know. But he shares that with Kyle. You think they're a Super Bowl contender this year? I do. Do you? Or does it depend on who the starting quarterback is? Not really. Now, here's the thing. I mean, if they had traded Jimmy Garoppolo four months ago and used the $24 million in cap savings on a center, a left guard, a strong safety, hell yeah. But they didn't. So to me, they're hedging their bets. I mean, they want to trade Jimmy, but they also kind of want to see what they have in Trey Lance just to make sure he's not a total failure. And that hedge, I think, is going to leave him around nine wins, which is too bad. I think they should have been better. That's the way I see it. I have to ask you a question about what I hit on a lot, and that's Jalen Hurts. What do you make of him from across the Bay Area when you see Jalen Hurts? I like Jalen Hurts. He reminds me a lot of Trey Lance. And I like how the Eagles just went all in with him and said, well, you may not be an elite quarterback, but – we're going to put the best team around you possible. We're going to give you a chance. And if you don't prove it in the next three years, we'll probably replace you. Why did the Niners do that with Trey? I mean, I get that you like Jimmy, but you made a big investment in Trey and now you put him on the bench. I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. And um, I think he's got a great supporting cast. Boy, I'll tell you what, man, this is great. And um, hey, Grant, if we have 49ers stuff, if you don't mind, I'd Anytime. love to have you. You got off on the wrong foot. I blame myself. Sorry about that. No, me too, dude. Because you know what? It's like social media shit. Yeah. You just really don't know sometimes. Yeah. 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 Hey, by the way, I'll follow you back on Twitter yes. and such too. I got you. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, bro, I'm sorry about that too. Cause um, now you and me are boys, man. We'll We're go good. back and forth anytime We're you good. need me. All right, Grant. Hey, are you going to come out? I think the Niners are playing Tampa out here this year. Are you coming out? If you do, I will be. Well, it's right up the street because I live in California. 
Okay. Oh, you do? What yeah. You <laughs> I'm in Oakland. I'm in Oakland. You're in, hey, I, guess what, too? I, I lived in Dublin. Oh, nice. When I, worked, when I worked at KMBR, and I used to drive across the bridge all the time to go into KMBR, and I used to go there. Then I went, to, I, I worked at the ticket, and I used to go play golf at Blackhawk with John Madden. Wow. And, oh, yeah, man. I, he cool. lived in Pleasanton, you know? Yeah. He has that whole deal yes. in Pleasanton there when he yes. was alive. And one of the great things was that he called up the old uh, program director at KMBR, Bob Agnew, and goes, this guy's silly. I was great. You got to get – I got into broadcasting because John, John Madden helped me get into broadcasting. Like the greatest broadcaster ever gives you a, a letter recommendation. That'll work. Hey, real quick before I go, did you know my dad when you were out here? My dad is Lowell Cohn. He was a longtime columnist out here. Holy cow. That's my dad. The columnist for the yeah. San Francisco Chronicle? Chronicle? Yes. that's my. He retired a few years ago, but yeah, that's my pops. Wait, is this the guy that had a beef with Gary Radnich? Oh, if they did, they, 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 they're very uh, friendly now. I, I've been on Gary's show. When my dad retired, Gary had him on for an hour, and I was in the oh, studio. Fantastic. Gary's a great guy. He, no, I don't he used to write little snippets about Gary and his column and those two guys. I, I, that doesn't sound like my dad. It must have been someone else. Hey, hey, Gary. What's, what, did you, what's, what's it called, like the Green Page or something like that at the Chronicle? Yes, the, the Sporting Green. Because it was, yeah, it was the Sporting Green paper. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, the Sporting yeah. Greek. God, those yeah. were great days. Hey, Grant, hey, absolutely knew your pop. Man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. It's a lot you of bet. fun. Anytime you need me, man, let me know. I and got I, you. We'll reach I will out to you. On Thank me. you, Grant. Very good. All right. All good, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you got? Wait, don't move to San Francisco. You have to wear overshoes. <laughs> I've lived in San Francisco, my friends. I worked there five years. We had a lot of fun time. What, Christmas gifts? Okay, right. <laughs> Hertz is very entertaining to watch. Carl, you liked him. That's really great to hear. Okay. Dan's one of the best across the nation. Y'all snowflakes. <laughs> hey, 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 look how everyone is reacting. By the way, who would you rather have as your starting quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, or Jalen Hurts? Who would you want as your starting quarterback? Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, or Garoppolo. Oof. Hurts, Maniac says. Okay, who? Let me. Grant thinks just like Dan. Kyle says Lance. How can you say that? You haven't seen enough of him. Lance. Jimmy G, Jimmy, I want Jimmy G because he's a Paisan. That's why, I, hey, I'm sorry. It, hey, for all of you 49er and all of you, by the way, you know what's great? North Beach and San Francisco and South Philly, you guys are alike. It's Paisanville, Pasta Pomodora up there in North Beach. South Philly. Hey, I hang out where all the Paisans are. Trey Hurts. <laughs> I love it, man. TVD wanted here. Really? <laughs> Russell says Hurts. Wow. Guys, please hit the like button. Thank you. None. None an option. <laughs> I'm glad you guys think Jimmy G is. Nobody said Jimmy G is elite. He's elite. And by the way, 
I saw somebody go like this. Did he say Jimmy Garoppolo and Brady? I said they play alike. Styles. Okay? I said their styles are alike. I didn't say their resumes were. Okay? Joe Montana's elite. Jimmy Garoppolo is good. Colin Kaepernick wasn't elite. He got to a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts is not elite. He can also get to a Super Bowl. Hopefully in a year, we're all saying Hurts. Correct. Hopefully in a year, you're all saying in San Francisco, Trey Lance is the guy as well. Nobody's rooting for failure here. Sean, you should. Hey, Sean, when you when you pack in 38 and 16, and you say that you're not going to have that guy as your starting quarterback and your head coach is 7-28 and 28, and you're turning the keys over to Trey Lance, that's quite a gamble. That's quite a gamble. Okay? That's quite a gamble. That Niner guy, that's quite a gamble. That 40, get, get this, guys. Hey, Philly, Niner fans want to dump a guy who's 38 and 16 because they don't – this shows you when somebody comes on the program every day and starts doing this, is Sills bashing Jalen Hurts? Is he talking about Jalen Hurts? Look what they're doing in the Bay Area. We connected 3,300 miles today in the first hour and a half of the show. And it's the same conversation. But the difference is this. That guy's won games that matter. Jalen hasn't. But they're still talking about the same thing. And in San Francisco, the big comment is this. If Trey Lance fails, they're going back to the Trent Balky days. They're going back to Trent Balky. Okay, you better hope he doesn't. You better hope he's not Jordan Love. Okay. Niner says 38 and 16 and his team carried his ass. Hey, Niners all day. Well, then tell me this. When Garoppolo was there and Kyle Shanahan is 7 and 28, who carried the team then? How come the team wasn't carried when Garoppolo wasn't the starting quarterback, do you have a comment on that? I'd love to hear it. What's your comment on that? So when Garoppolo's starting for Shanahan, he's 38-16-0, and when he's not, Kyle Shanahan is 7-28. and How come nobody carried the team when Jimmy G was hurt? <laughs> Tell me. I'd be interested. That was back when you're right. He's not the same dude. You mean the guy who went up this past season and went into Dallas and beat the Cowboys and then went into Green Bay and beat the Packers and the two-time back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and lost to the eventual Super Bowl champions? You mean that guy? Oh. Sorry, I missed it. (laughs) This guy's winning. Hey, Garoppolo goes on the road, beats the Cowboys, beats Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, and he sucks in San Fran. 
That shows you what people talk about across the country. Okay? (laughs) Are you crazy? Jamal says, Dan, do you know who the quarterbacks were when Jimmy wasn't the starter? They were, hey, well, that's on the organization too. That's on the organization. Okay. And that's also on the coaching. I don't know. How about this? When 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 Brady went down in New England and he had that catastrophic knee injury versus Kansas City, some guy they never looked at or started at USC by the name of Matt Castle took the New England Patriots to an 11 and 5 record. Uh, that's coaching. Matt Castle Matt Castle. Matt Castle took the Patriots to an 11 and 5 record. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, Maniac, did you see the weather that was too? It was a sleet storm in Green Bay. Then the quarterbacks were Blaine Gabbard, CJ. Yeah. Okay, Philip. Well, that's on the organization again. The Niners carried Jimmy. Well, the Niners didn't carry Jimmy when he wasn't in. Hey, pull up his playoff stats. Okay, five and two. Niners were with a good quarterback, would have won two of the three Super Bowls. I'll say this to you. The lights don't go out in that Super Bowl against the Ravens. I think you guys win that game. I do. I think you guys win that game. I remember that season. Football is the ultimate team sport. Absolutely. Matt Castle was all. Hey, Russell. Matt Castle won a division title in Kansas City. Shit, I think think Romeo Cornell was there. (laughs) And Marina goes like this. If the Niners carry Jimmy... They now have a bigger load to carry. Absolutely, man. One play Trey. Dude, Trey Lance looks like Justin Fields, who I think sucks. Okay? I don't see any redeeming quality about that quarterback in Chicago at all. Except, wait a minute. He works hard. He's the first guy in, and he's the last guy out, and his team likes him. Chris goes, I didn't know it was Niner Day. Hey, Chris, it's Big Sills Day. That's what it is. Didn't know it was Niner Day. He's such a snowflake, too. Grant Cohen carried the 49ers. <laughs> I agree with the Fields comment. Yeah, Justin Fields, right. Okay, it goes great Ohio State quarterbacks who've come out of college and just tore the league up. I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Think of, hey, hey, let's do this. Let's draft a quarterback out of Ohio State. How about not? Oh, yeah. Hey, Michael, I'm sure the spin on the ball on Trey Lance is probably unbelievable. That's what the coaches are saying. Trey going to, hey, hey, um, Eagle fans, look what Jamal said. He said that Trey's going to prove me wrong just like Jalen is going to prove me wrong. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a prototypical quarterback in the NFL either. 
but I think he can get the team to the Super Bowl. Trey Lance could probably do the same thing if he's anything like Kaepernick. Kaepernick got your football team to a Super Bowl too. He was never elite. You guys don't have an elite quarterback. And you're moaning about that because you've been spoiled because of Joe Montana and Steve Young. Okay? Yeah, there's been dudes, guys like Jim Drunkenmiller who've been drafted since Young. Jim Drunkenmiller, that was a classic. Or that Carmazzi guy that they drafted. They've been looking for a quarterback in San Francisco since Steve Young. They had some guy named Carmazzi. When I was in the Bay Area doing sports talk, it was Jim Drunkenmiller. And it was, what's that guy's name? Carmazzi. Holy shit, man. You should have seen, hey, you guys should have seen 49er fans. I came on the air and I go, this guy, Jim Drunkenmiller, is horrible. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this guy, he's, he'll prove you wrong. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Gio Carmazzi. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff Garcia was better. Holy shit. Jim Drunkenmiller. Oh, my God. It, man, <laughs> what an absolute awful quarterback. I happy I found Hey, Hey, Sean, thank you. Hey, Sean, we got off on the wrong foot, man. I'm sorry. I apologize. But, you know, that's kind of my personality, you know, first to react and probably more so than anything overreact. Okay. Let me just say this to you. I, hey, hey, Xander, will you do me a favor, Xander? Will you post it for the Niner fans, Big Sill sacking Montana? In honor of all these guys, because I'll tell you what, you guys made my Friday here. I got some Eagle topics we're going to get to too here in a second. But do me a favor, Xander. Show them. Show them the picture of Big Sill sack. This is the highlight of my NFL career, which was not long. So, hey, I make it sound like I had 18 Pro Bowl years. Not true. Okay? But I did have this. Josh, thank you. I did have a crowning achievement with Big Sill sacking Joe Montana. So, <laughs> look at this, Michael. Sills, hey, you overreacting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim Rattay, James, that is, an, that is another classic from the past. Tim Rattay, holy cow, man. Okay, what is, let, let's see here. here. Oh, there it is. Niner fans, there you go. See, I get credit for the sack. All I got to do is touch him. All I got to do is touch him. I get, I get credit for the sack. Niner fans, do I get credit for the sack? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, Xander. I appreciate that, man. Jeff Garcia wasn't bad. Corey, he wasn't. I thought he won some ball games there, and I thought he actually, him and T.O. had a pretty good rapport there. Photoshop. <laughs> uh, oh, look at that. Hang on, Manny Echoes, you get a 2.5 for that sack. No. Career day, Dan. Pass catching Pascal. Thank you. Okay, you guys are tools, all of you. Great. I, I, I get 0.25% for that sack. That's a big sale sack, baby. Thank you, Xander. Xander gives me the sack. Don't mess with Montana. That's Hey, James. Plus, he's a paisan. 
told you I'm very, very partial to Italians. Having lunch with him in North Beach was one of the highlights of my life. I went up with Gary Radnich back in the day, and we had lunch up there at Pasta Pomodoro, one of our favorite places. Uh, it was a fun time. Hey, and Carmen Policy came too. It was really great. Wasn't too much of a fan of Policy because he pushed Joe out, but, you know, that's a different. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm the hammer since you got the guns. Did you bitch slap Montana? No, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't bitch slap Joe Montana, dog. Uh can you say shut up Grant Cone for some clickbait? Um, why? I actually like the guy. It's a sack. Thank you, Russell. That's a picture of you bitch slapping my No, I did not. I did not bitch slap Joe Montana. Don't you start that, Jose. Jose, that is not bitch slapped. Jose, don't you dare start that because I'm going to get a ton of shit from people in the Bay Area and they'll start emailing me and going on my Twitter page and saying that Silvio bitch slapped Montana. Then Joe's going to give me a call and then I'm going to have to answer to Rice. And I don't want to have to answer to any of that. And then the worst thing happens, Ed DeBartolo calls me. Dude, you're talking shit on Joe? No! Jose did! <laughs> No, Jose did. Not fair. Not fair at all. Not good. Xander, I thought this was going to... Somehow now they're trying to pigeonhole me into, just like the Eagle fans do, into being a bad guy towards Jalen. Kenneth, I did not bitch snap, bitch slap Joe Montana. Isaiah says, Sills, although I don't agree with all your takes, I enjoy your show. Isaiah, thank you, man. That's really cool, and that's all I ever ask. Okay. Xander says Philly fans cried too much. <laughs> Xander's now. Why are you doing that? Okay. Why are you doing that? Jimmy chokes on more than just. <laughs> He's a paisan. I told you, be careful there. You know, I have to always defend Italians. Okay. I always defend Italians, man, even if they're wrong. Moses Malone's Italian. Anybody with a vowel at the end of their name? You're a paisan as far as I'm concerned. Twitter going nuts. 
Dan Cilio says he, you guys are starting lies. You are starting lies. I did not say I bitch slapped Joe Montana. Jose, look what you've done. This was supposed to be an enjoyable Friday for me. You know, I was going to be like Aton and do a layup show. <laughs> Sorry, Xander. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> Instead, now I'm being called out because now. <laughs> this is good. As a matter of fact, aim all of your aim all of your angst. Okay, Danko's Philly fans are annoying. That <laughs> still knows we we love them. I just have no pop. Hey, dude, you guys are great. Dan Will Smith, Monte. Oh my God. Hey, Jose. Jose, you can ask Eagle fans. I talk very highly about your 49ers every day here on this program. And now you're shitting on me. <laughs> Be lit because this is hilarious. I mean, I tuned into this idiot. And I didn't know, hey, be lit, right? Watch this. I tuned into this idiot because he's a shit talker. Now I'm actually thinking this guy's hilarious. Sills, what's your opinion on Kyle Shanahan? Hey, Faithful, he's 7-28 without Garoppolo. What makes you think he's going to turn that around with Trey? Who needs a lot of development? Let's say one thing about Lance, the same thing I say about Jalen Hurts. You know what that is? These guys need a lot of work. A lot of reps, a lot of fundamental work, a lot of technical work, a lot of technique work. Okay? He's a play designer. I don't know if he is a quarterback guru that's going to develop the guy. No one has ever said Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback guru. They said that he was a guru in play calling and designing plays. That doesn't necessarily mean that he can build the building. Just because Kyle Shanahan can draw the prints to make a bridge, that doesn't that doesn't mean that he knows how to build the bridge. Hey, I know how to draw it. I know what it takes to build a bridge. But that doesn't necessarily mean you know how to build it or develop it. Hey, Jose, a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun today. You guys made it, right? Bro, why did people ever call you a racist? Mr. 610, why do you think? Call me a racist? You know why? Because they have to try to stop me. That's why. And so they make up something, and if I F up like I did in Tampa with the three monkey comment, they'll they'll say that I am that. And I'm now no, I, I own that. I, I screwed up big time. That was a bad comment that I made, but that's not who I am. That's why. Okay. And so, you know, it's people in my business. You'd be shocked. It's, it's more so the people in my business and not folks like you. As a Niner fan, I have respect for you to sack Montana. That's a heck of an accomplishment. Don't you think so? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you how, hey, listen to this. And by the way, Randy Cross is my dearest friend. Okay. And after I got on Montana, Montana jumps up, slaps me on the ass. 93, way to go. 
I looked over at Joe and I was like, I didn't know what to say. So I said, F you to him. He started laughing. Then he threw, then he threw a touchdown. He looked over at me and he goes, no, no, no. F you. <laughs> and I, I walked off the field. Cause what can you say to the goat? Okay. I mean, look, I, I, I sacked him and he slapped me on the ass. And it was, it was like one of my first NFL games. He slaps me on the ass, goes, good play, 93. I was like, I, 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 of course, I, I couldn't, I don't know what to say to the goat, so I go, F you. And he throws a pass to, I think, John Taylor for a touchdown or some shit like that. They beat us 28-27, too, in Tampa. But Tana goes, no, 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 F you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess so, man. <laughs> Okay, I I guess so. All right, I got to take a time out here. Bill's here for Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Understand this, folks. If you're hurt or injured on the job, the most important thing you can do for you and your family is find that attorney that will represent you and your family. And for the people, it is not a slogan. This is who they are. The past 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. Know this. Morgan & Morgan looks at everything like Sting as a fender bender with over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly and New York and Florida. Morgan and Morgan is there to go to battle for you each and every single day. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan and Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan and Morgan. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Big Stills. National Football Show, please hit the like button. You guys have been all spectacular, and I'm humbled that we've been able to connect Philly and San Francisco and football fans today. And I want to thank you for that, man. It means a lot because you guys have so many other options that you could choose from, and you guys doing that for us is a tumbling. And I, I respect each and every single one of you. Don't always agree with you like you don't agree with me, but I, I want to thank you guys for coming aboard here like that too because I got to tell you guys something, especially Philly guys. San Francisco meant a lot to me because it was the first big gig I ever had in sports radio. I got a chance to go on and do Sports Phone 68, and that was my real first big gig, and I got to interview guys like Bonds and Dusty Baker, and I did the Giants pre- and post-game show and such, and it was one of my favorite jobs of all time was being on the air at KMBR. And I regretted leaving, and I went to Tampa, and I was there 15 years after that. And, you know, fast forward to where we are now, um, it's pretty cool that, um, you know, we're all kind of sitting here talking. I put a list together. And by the way, some of the new folks, please hit the like button. I appreciate you guys doing that for me. I put a list together. And those of you that don't know, Philly guys will tell you, Big Sills likes lists. I do like lists. And what I put together here today, I put the best general manager, head coach combination on players that I think get developed and drafted by the combination, okay? And I said this, I said this too, because here's why I don't think Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni are in the top 10. The general manager keeps firing the head coaches. He fired Doug Peterson because he couldn't develop, okay? He hired a training reels coach and Nick Sirianni, okay? The head coach and the GM don't work hand-in-hand hand like they do in other markets, okay? They don't. So here's who I have. Number 10. I have Bill Belichick here. Bill Belichick knows talent. You know, the one thing that you could say about Bill Belichick, so Bill Belichick drafted Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
and they were all in the quarterback room at the same time. And then he turns around and he drafts Mac Jones, who just took a team to the postseason. You could say that Bill Belichick doesn't know much about wide receiver positions, but Bill Belichick knows quarterback position more so than any franchise over the last 20 years. This guy's drafted four starters. Brissett has started over the last two years in both Indianapolis and in Miami. Probably start the opener in Cleveland. Garoppolo was a starter in San Fran, went to an NFC champion, actually went to a couple NFC championship games. And of course, the GOAT. Okay? Bill Belichick knows the quarterback position. Number nine, I got the Baltimore Ravens. This is probably a little low. Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh. These guys, year in and year out, just consistently draft and develop players. They are so good at what they do. I mean it, man. Have you ever... Ozzie Newsom was the former general manager there, and John Harbaugh worked hand-in-hand, and Eric DaCosta has taken the position... And he has elevated it as well as general manager of that Ravens team. I love what they do in Baltimore. I really do. Number eight, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. I think they are doing a great job in Indianapolis. I think both Ballard and Frank Reich work together. Look at what they've done since he's been the head coach and general manager. They've been battling it out for a playoff position. They're developing players. They drafted a running back who's 1,800 yards. Hopefully they get it right at wide receiver, and hopefully Matt Ryan can bring some stability at the quarterback position, which they have suffered at since they lost Andrew Luck. Okay? Um, Edge, probably Baltimore too low. Probably Baltimore too low. I agree. Number seven, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year. With Ryan freaking Tannehill. With no Derrick Henry. With no A.J. Brown towards the end of the season. How did they do that with all those talented teams in the AFC? How did they do that? Coaching, player development. That's a great organization. And again, I'm picking the best duo, head coach and general manager. Nice job there, man. Okay? Hey, Lotus, you don't like it. Leave. Nobody's begging you to be here, Junior. I don't beg you to stay. You can go anytime you want. You don't like it? You think I'm full of shit? Have at it. I'm sure there's other loser shows in the Bay Area for you to watch or listen to. We don't beg anybody here, man. It's all good. Congratulations to you. Hey, man, have a great life, dog. (laughs) He's here complaining about me. It's like me knocking on someone's door going, hey, why are you living in my neighborhood? (laughs) Hey, thank you, Michael. Jesus Christ, I love guys like that. It's like reading a billboard and going, I hate that. (laughs) 
Hey, by the way, Lotus, I hope you do stay. I don't care. Talk shit. Then you'll just be like my wife. <laughs> it's all good, man. Junior. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. I've got at six. This may be too low here, man. I, I, the, the Andy, I got Brett Veach and Andy Reid here at six. That may be too low a little bit. Yeah, that may be too low. Andy Reid, uh, Brett Veach and Andy Reid sitting there at six. That may be too low. Okay. Hey, hey, Lotus, it is all in fun, man. It's all good, brother. When you rip my Niners, I will bomb you. <laughs> hey, if you make the bad decision and I see the Pope smoke come out and it's Trey Lance instead of Garoppolo, I'm going to have some things to say. Thank you too, Lotus. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love guys like that, man. You know why? Lotus reminds me of Xander. <laughs> Always bitching at. I say something to Xander today. He goes like this: "Shut the hell up." No, <laughs> uh, shut the hell up. Xander's my boss, so just so you know. Okay, at number five, you want to hear something crazy, guys? As much as I talked about John Lynch, Al Shanahan, it's a pretty good combo. At five, I've got. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan at five. Okay. The best duos in NFL right now for general manager and for coach. So I do have Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Number four, I got Green Bay, Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur. They've won almost 40 ball games. Okay. They've won 40 ball games. In the last three years, okay? I mean, that's some pretty good stuff going on. And they're getting better on defense. Number three, this is what an asterisk because I can't, I have to wait and see what the new general manager does. But Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, they get, I don't know where they get these wide receivers from. I don't know how they develop all these guys. They find James Harrison on the scrap heap. They're such good player development guys, and they love developing their own draft choices. They really do. So he'll show them the door if he can't. Hey, it's all good, man. Davey Boy says Lynch and Shanahan won't win shit. We'll see. Steelers at three. Haven't had it losing. Had had a losing year in seventeen years. I mean, I mean, why, why, why would I, why would I not have them that high? What basis are you ranking these dudes off of? Coaching, development, and drafting, putting it all together. That's kind of what I'm doing here. Go birds! I don't know why so many people are sleeping on us this year. Nobody's sleeping on you, Joe. Nobody's sleeping on the Eagles. People got the Eagles going 12 and 5 this year, winning the division and actually 
um, maybe potentially getting to the NFC Championship game this year. I like J- I like JG as a person, but he's not an elite. He's not an elite quarterback. I've never suggested he was an elite quarterback. But you got to the Super Bowl, Lotus, with Colin Kaepernick, and he's not elite. Okay. 13 and 4, 13 and 4, or they're all gone. Eh. Let's see. Number two, the best GM head coach duo. I got less need in Sean McVay. Sean McVay's 36 years old. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won two NFC championships, and he's got a Super Bowl victory now. He's 36. There's dudes on his team that are older than him. This guy is one of the best play callers and developers of an offense I've seen. And get this, he went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. You're right, Chris. Number one is Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. They got the best roster, the best coach in development, The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the National Football League right now today and are my favorites to win the Super Bowl in their very first in franchise history. They have an AFL championship, but in my opinion, that football is as loaded as it's it's ever been. Okay? Loaded as it's ever been. See, I, I think, why I think this is important I think sometimes general managers, they get in the way of the success on the field. Look at, you you notice one thing that's not on here, Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, because Jerry's influence and the lack of a coach developing an offense, the Dallas Cowboys haven't developed anything. They collect all that talent, then they pay it, but they don't win with it. Think about this. The quarterback in Los Angeles with the Rams, Matthew Stafford, won more games in one season, four. Won more postseason games than what the Cowboys have won in 27 years in the postseason. Why is that? Player development, player coach, and drafting. And one thing that you're seeing, it's let's say this. One thing they say all the time about Jerry Jones this is what they one thing that they do in Los Angeles. Yeah, they, okay, they trade all their draft choices away. Okay, but they still have and drafted Aaron Donald. And a lot of the benchmark guys on that team were drafted. They have filled it in great. Stafford was an acquisition. I, I, I think it's wonderful how they can mix free agency and drafting all in the same boat. Not very many teams are able to do that. Buffalo, in my opinion, is the best football team in the league. Now the big question is, they're going to have to go out and prove it. You know, I thought about the Bengals, Chris, but one year you're going to have to show me a little more. You're going to – hey, and by the way, Debbie, Bills Mafia can compete with the 49ers and the Eagle fan base any day. One of the best fan bases I've ever seen is Bills Mafia. You talk about people that get it going, man. I hate to think about that. 
Jerry Jones is the head coach and the GM, and that's why they lose. CK's better at quarterback than a good 15 teams. Maybe. Um, I don't know that, Lotus. I wish he, you know, you know what, Lotus? I wish that Colin Kaepernick had went into the USFL to knock some of the rust off. I wish that he would played in that league to knock the rust off. And in my opinion, we could have got a chance to see what he's really about. And I think that that workout that he had with the Raiders was a publicity stunt because the Raiders didn't sign him. And on top of that, no one else signed him. And no one really had interest in him because there was a documentary coming out that Spike Lee was putting together and Skip Bayless was in it. And that's why he promoted it. But nothing really ever came out of that whole thing. So to me, I thought it was a publicity stunt. If the guy was good, you sign him. You don't just go, oh my God, he really looked good. Then you let him walk out the building. That's not how that works when you have a workout like that. Oh, hey, Daz, next week, need a big sales best fan base. Hey, hey, Sean, I'd like to have seen him play. All I, hey, I'm, I'm, let me say this to you guys about Colin Kaepernick. If Kaepernick wins that Super Bowl against the Ravens, it, it's a whole different conversation. It's a whole different deal here. That chip would have given a lot more staying power for Kaepernick's career if he had won that Super Bowl. Remember something here, too. And I've said this to you guys. Why do you think Colin Kaepernick and Michael Sam and Tim Tebow aren't in the NFL? Those are all political stances that get in the way of advertising and advertisers and fan bases. You see, you've got to remember something about the NFL. The NFL is not California and New York. The NFL is the middle of America and the South. All the media is in California and in New York. And so the things that come out of the microphones may be very liberal, but NFL fans in general are conservative people. That's why the NFL doesn't want guys kneeling the gay conversation. They say they do, but they don't. Because it gets into the way of the heartland of America and the South. That's their fan base, plain and simple. California and New York is not the NFL's fan base. That's the media base. And what happens is it's a different messaging the league knows this. They're smart. So what does that mean? Well, they tell you what they, they tell you what you want to hear and do what they want. That's why those guys aren't playing in the league. You mean to tell me there's so many stiffs in the NFL that are backup quarterbacks holding cups of ice that Tebow can't be on a team somewhere? Come on. Even if he sucked. Michael Sam is the only guy in Southeastern Conference history that was the defensive player of the year that never made it to the NFL. <laughs> okay. Michael Sam beat out Jadavian Clowney for the defensive player of the year award 
and he never played a down in the NFL. <laughs> I played more downs in the NFL. <laughs> I played more downs than, than Michael Sam did. Okay? Don't believe what you hear sometimes because not what you're being told is true. Because the NFL has partnerships with all these media outlets. That's why they're cheerleaders on radio and TV today. I'm not going to tell you the truth. Yankees may not. Hey, Joseph, people have been telling me about the Bombers. You want to hear a Yankee fan, Joseph? Let me go like this to you. You ready? Wake me up in October. Wake me up in October. All right? Well, the Yankees look, man, they look like they're, Judge is killing the baseball. Best defensive team in the league. Hey, wake me up in October. So, like George Steinbrenner used to say, congratulations, Mr. May. (laughs) Hey, wake me up in October. I don't want to hear anything about July champions. Not even the all-star break. And you guys are talking to me how great the Yankees are. And I'm like this. I'm a Yankee fan from the time I was born. Wake me up in October. We hang pennants for World Series titles. We don't hang AL East titles. It's not happening. (laughs) All right. Hour three. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much here on this Football Friday. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the accurate forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. 
Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Three National Football Show. It's your boy Big Stills. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. We really appreciate it. Um, how about this distinction? Tell me you wouldn't want to have this on your resume going into the 2022 season. Ready? The Panthers are one of just a handful of teams to have the first and the third pick in the same draft on their roster. And they both suck. Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Were I think one in three. <laughs> and you got to choose between Sam Darnold, the turnover machine that I said he was when he came out of Southern Cal. I was like this, turn the ball over like that in college. You're going to turn the ball over like that in the National Football League. I'm like this about Sam Darnold. So if you can't complete passes against the Beavers, Thank you. And you can't compete passes against Cal. What makes you think you're going to complete passes against the Patriots or against the Chiefs? Oh, what, that's going to improve? And Baker Mayfield, I don't know why the apologists are out for this guy. Haven't you seen enough of him? After 60 ball games, don't you know what that is? It's exactly who he is. This guy is Tyrod Taylor. He's Tyrod Taylor. He's not going to be any... Hey, wait a minute. <clears throat> let me... Because let, he can throw passes, and he can throw touchdown passes. Who's a better compare? Jim Harbaugh? I'm trying to think of somebody not that great, but could throw passes and touchdowns. Trent Dilfer is a great example. He's kind of like Trent Dilfer. Chad Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Okay. Hey, Isaiah. Those, those 49er teams. Hey, Isaiah, can I tell you a secret? Okay. No, I think Dak's better, Chris. Isaiah, can I tell you a secret about Montana? Matt Hasselback? Can I tell you a secret, Isaiah, about Joe Montana? If I had to pick a quarterback between Montana and Tom Brady, I cannot go against Joe Montana. I'm taking Joe. And I know some folks would say this. Well, you had Jerry Rice. You know, I mean, Brady never had a player like Rice. Yeah, well, that first Super Bowl, he had Freddie Solomon. Okay. Burt Cooper and Wendell Tyler to throw the ball to. So, I mean, Joe was Joe. <laughs> Montana was just un believable 
I have never been on a football field. The greatest players, the greatest players I've ever been on a football field with, Eric Dickerson, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Reggie White, Ronnie Lott, Singletary probably, Singletary. I'm trying to think somebody off that Washington team. The Hogs, I can't, you know, I thought the Hogs were good, but I never thought they were better than the Bears O-line. Riggins was great. Sanders was a teammate, unreal. And maybe the best dude, Herschel. Hey, Kenneth, let me, let, let, hey, let me tell you guys, before I get into my topics here in this hour here, let me tell you the Barry Sanders story. And I've told some of the people this story. So I have a cup of coffee in Detroit. Art Monk, never thought he was spectacular though, but he was really a fine ball player. Sydney, got a list. Quinn, Bates, Kareem Hunt, who do you take? I like that too. Hey, follow me here. I'm up in Detroit. I, I know some of you have heard this, but some of you haven't. So I just like, $200 watch on that I got from my Costco on a deal for like $138. I liked it. No, it wasn't the Roshua Co. Some of you will get that. Some of you won't get that. Okay. And it didn't tell time in Stodd. Anyway, it, and it was worth 50 bucks in Philly. <laughs> okay. So Barry Sanders goes like this to me. He goes, man, that's a sharp watch. And I go like this, Barry, you make $5 million a year. Don't, 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 don't you mean truly you have a Rolex at the time I did. I just, but I wore it cause I didn't wear the Rolex all the time. And I, and he goes like this, no, no, man, I live on a salary of 35,000. I go, what? He goes, yeah, we invest the rest of it. I own some, like, I, I think they're grocery stores in the Oklahoma city area or something like that. And so I took my watch off and I go like this here. He goes, no, no, my God. I go, Barry, it's 200 bucks. It's all good. He goes, hey, I'll get you the money. I go, no, it's a gift. Okay. I'm not taking $200 from Barry Sanders for a watch off my wrist going into the training table for a meal. I'm not doing that here. So he takes me to dinner and I go, okay, I'll take the dinner. Thank you, Sean. Yes, sir. So I, I, I give him the watch, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy, he had no jewelry on. He was the most humble guy I've ever met in my life. And when you watched him play football, he was spectacular. However, I would still take Emmett. I would still take Emmett. Okay? Jerome Brown, bro. Come on, man. You guys know better than that. You know what I think of JB. How much I love that guy. One of my absolute favorites. All right. Guys. Eagle topic now. Did a lot of Niner talk today. 
Who is the one football player that will have the biggest impact on if Jalen Hurts has success this year? Who will that be? I want to see how smart you guys are. The one Eagle football player that will have the biggest success or give Jalen the greatest chance of success. Who will that be? What player? Chris says A.J. Brown. Dallas got it. This kind of goes into a 49er take here. Mulata or Goddard is what Xander says. Smitty, Devante, Goddard. Interesting, I can't believe nobody's hit the guy that I'm. Jason Kelsey, Sean, nice take. Let me ask you something, Sean. Who's the one player do you think that Garoppolo leans on in San Francisco? Here's where I go. Follow me here. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders will have the biggest impact on Jalen Hurts's season, and here's why. Jalen Hurts has to stop running the ball for that offense to take off if you want to be a prolific passing game. He, he, he's got to have. He's got to have a 1,200-yard rush. If he has 1,200 yards rushing this year or 1,100 yards rushing, this year, that meant that Jalen Hurts threw 4,000 yards. If Jalen Hurts is running for 900 yards, throwing for 3,100 yards, you're not improving your passing game. You're not improving it. Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco theoretically has nothing to do with the running attack. Nothing. And they're one of the top three running attacks in the NFL. They run the ball correctly and pass. You want in Philly what San Francisco does offensively. Your quarterback not being part and efficiently part of the running game. I don't want my quarterback being part of that. That means my passing game's not developing. Why would you have a $100 million guy in A.J. Brown and a first-round draft choice in Devontae Smith and have your quarterback run the ball 1,200 yards? What's the point of that? And your quarterback can't find him. And those numbers aren't big enough. And quite frankly, let's do this. I'll make a point to you and I'll make a prediction to you here. Okay? A.J. Brown's not going to live up to $25 million this year with the numbers he's going to put up. He's going to put up what he always does, 68 catches, maybe 1,000 yards. That's not $25 million. Okay? That's not $25 million. But if because double coverage comes to him, for some crazy reason, all of a sudden Jalen finds Devontae Smith because 
your running game still frightens the shit out of people, which you were number one last year in the NFL. I can't have my quarterback be the number one dude running the football. I can't. Today's NFL, that doesn't work, man. That doesn't work. And see, I got to tell you, that's kind of what they're trying to do in San Francisco. You're going to re- you're going to look like the Eagle offense. Cuz the first thing that that guy's going to do when he doesn't see the second guy open is run. That's what Jalen does. These running quarterbacks, do you why do you think a player like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow, why do you think those guys are spectacular passers? You know why? They can't run. They have to develop their arm, their insight, their ability to have reading of defenses. That's something they have to do. They're they're one-dimensional as a player. Jalen and Trey Lance are multi-dimensional. They can run. But what happens when you see danger? The first thing in life is to run. Brady, Manning, Montana, pick the greats. Sit in the pocket and throw the ball and win games from the pocket. That's how you win. If my quarterback is the number one focal point in my running attack, you're never going to win a football game that matters. 49ers know that. But you know what they're counting on? That Trey Lance is a better passer than Colin Kaepernick was. That's what they're counting on. I don't believe it. I want to see it in real games. I haven't seen it yet with Jalen. Jalen hasn't beaten anybody of significance in his career yet. And when he plays against good defenses, he struggles out loud. And when he sees any kind of issue, he takes off running. That's what Lance is going to do in San Francisco. That's what he's going to do. Because that's the first thing you think of once you get into trouble. Sean says, I've never been a huge fan of the running quarterbacks. You know why, Sean? Because you never see them winning. That's a great question. Hey, hey, Niner fans, can you tell us a little bit about the kid we got from, from the 49ers, Tarf? Tell us a little bit about him. I'd like to know what you guys think of him. Um, because I, 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 he played an awful lot of football for you guys. Okay, he played a lot of football. Can you guys tell me how good a player he was? Yeah, Tart, can you tell the kid that was that we just acquired from the 49ers to the Eagles, that safety kid? I'd like to know what you guys thought of him. Yeah, Tart. Hey, Chris, right here. Manjun Gats. <laughs> They're going to bring up the drop pick. I remember that. Hey, hey, right in the hands, right? He did when healthy. Tart was not expensive, I think. No, he wasn't. He wasn't expensive at all, actually. 
Should have asked Grant. I, thank you, Chris. Here, Chris. Next time I'll write that down. I'll ask him on Twitter. By the way, my Twitter page is like blowing up because um, Jose and some of the guys went out there and said that I bitch slapped Joe Montana. It's not true. If you guys are here, it is not true. And, and, and even Xander piled on. Write it down. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you. You guys are smart asses from Philly. Never stops. Write it down, Sills. People love Vic because he ran around. And Mike, he was very entertaining, Michael Vic. But at the end of the day, what significant win did he ever have? The playoff win against Green Bay? Did Michael Vic ever make it to an AFC championship game? Sean said had issues with staying healthy and his play got better the last two years. I thought he did too. Hey, Chris, I got you, buddy. You know, it's all good. Chris, hey, this is what we do. We sit around and we break balls. And if you don't like it when we break balls, then, hey, how you mind you? Hey, mind you and God. Right? Manoch. <laughs> hey, man, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still stunned and really upset about the loss of Sonny Corleone this week. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still mourning the loss of Sonny Corleone. Now, tell me this, though. I posted the ass beating. Tell me that's not the greatest ass beating in motion picture history, though. Okay, when he beats the brother-in-law up, huh? You touch her, you're not kill you. <laughs> hey, it's, so I told, I showed my daughter that, and I said, "You see this, huh? Huh? Huh?" My daughter goes, "Dad, please listen, Sills. I get it with hurts. Lord knows, I believe you with him running a lot less, but Philly riding for him." No way we turn on him before the season. Seth, I don't want you to turn on him. No, 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 no. You stay on your side of the pew, and I'm going to be on my side of the pew. You've already seen 49er fans. I'm coming back for you, Cilio. When Trey Lance throws for 30 touchdowns, I'm coming back for your ass. I've also got it now in Philly where I got people going, I can't wait till that guy, Jalen Hurts, shuts your face. Hey, Xander, I now see why people have asses with me now. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting it now. Michael Vick was really great to watch. Michael Vick was not really great when it came to winning anything. That's his testament. Michael Vick belonged on Madden for sure. Fun. Would I pay a ticket to watch him? No question. Would I want him quarterback on my football team? Never. He ain't winning. No, he ain't winning the game that matters. He's not winning that game. It wasn't just Hurts that struggled, Sills. I think it was the scheme that made the offense struggle. How come when I saw Gardner Minshew against the Jets, that scheme looked awesome? It was the Jets. I give you that. I'm sure it wasn't easy trying to run Nick's offense, virtually learning and COVID and not practicing. How come that didn't play out for Brady? Brady did Zoom calls and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Brady did Zoom calls. <laughs> 
Okay, he did Zoom calls. Thank you, Seth. You're awesome, dude. So, hey, so Brady pulls you up on a Zoom like I pulled up. Okay, Grant. And we had a conversation back and forth, and Brady goes out and wins the Lombardi trophy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Lamar. See? See what Chris is going to do. Chris is going to hold Lamar over my ass the whole season, too. Don't you dare worry. Don't you worry, Chris. Lamar is going to win 13 ball games this year. You watch. I don't know if he went. Hey, don't ask me if he goes to the, don't ask me about the Super Bowl. He's going to win 13 games, though. Kenneth goes, I will, too. Really, Brady? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> really? Brady? Cilio. Brady hurts, really? I mean, even I have to say, really? <laughs> hey, you, you, you got me. Even I have to go like this. Really? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Lamar looking ripped. <laughs> like Jalen, looking ripped. Kenneth goes, and everything Jimmy G doesn't do this season, I'll remind. Oh, he's hurt. Holy cow. So you're going to bang on a guy who's injured right now. Hey, big sales. How do you like me now, Joe? <laughs> oh, man. Montana was just. I didn't know what to say to him. What do you say to Joe Montana? I mean, I just I just got through playing college ball. I sacked the guy in my rookie year. He says, nice play, 93. What the hell was I? I, I F you. He didn't say, no, he slapped me on the ass. I was like, eh, touch me like that. Throws a touchdown pass. No, no, no. F you. <laughs> yeah. I, he smirked and walked off laughing, and I went, God bless it. That's why that guy's the goat, man. Montana was something special. You had to watch him on the field. And when you were putting game film together and watching how accurate and where he knew where to throw the ball, man, I mean, good night. I used to get Bill Walsh on my when I was in the Bay Area. Bill would say, Montana's ability to process the intel once he got back into a seven-step is the greatest in NFL history. That's what Brady has. He just sees it like a computer. Montana, too, was Joe Cool. I mean, he, nothing phased the guy. I mean, he played against electric defenses. The 85 Bears played against those giant teams. Can you imagine playing against the 85 Bears? And you play against those Lawrence Taylor defenses and those Reggie White defenses, and Montana's winning games against those. There's no defenses like that in the NFL today. Knock the shit out of your wideouts and you. There's none of those defenses. The game, like Brady says, the game today is so less physical compared to what it was back in the day. It's night and day. It's more of a nine on seven. That's why you've got to be more of an accurate. You know, it's funny. Jalen probably is not in the right era. Jalen probably would have been way more successful 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Today, you have to know where to go with the ball because the advantages are on your side. Targeting, you can't mug these guys, you can't hit the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts doesn't take advantage of any of that. How many times have you seen Aaron Rodgers or 
any of the great quarterbacks, just throw the ball down the field and hoping to get pass interference and take advantage of today's rules. The Eagles can't take advantage of that. Greg, sack in Montana, man. I got, dude, that's why I post that picture probably every six months. <laughs> uh, no, I did not help Montana off the ground. You don't help people that you knock on their ass off the ground, bro. What do you think this is? What do, hey, hey, what do you think this is, soccer? Soccer freaks do that. NBA guys do that. NFL guys don't help people you knock the shit out of. Not helping anybody off the ground. Get up yourself. He ain't helping me up. Help Montana. He's lucky I didn't kick him in the head. Oh, Niner fans, don't 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 post that. Yeah, Montana thanked me by throwing a game-winning touchdown. Sean, today's NFL, but 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 Sean, the NFL today. The great quarterbacks take advantage. Look, when you have rules like you have in today's game where you can't get hit, you can't hit the wideouts, you can't. there's very few plays that have been changed to benefit the defense. The crackback rule, you can't run picks, okay? Substitution personnels, those are rules that change to help the defense a little bit, Okay. But there's been very few rules that have helped the defense play defense. The offense, because of gambling and such, they they want high numbers. They want 45-40 games. They don't want to see football games 21-17 any longer. They don't want to see those because it doesn't translate into prop bets and it doesn't translate into gambling. We should see we should be seeing a ton of better. I think you do see a ton of better quarterback play, Sean. I mean, guys are throwing for four thousand yards and thirty-five touchdowns every year. When you watch Aaron Rodgers throw the football, I've never seen a person throw the football like that in my life. In my life, look at this. Look at the success you're seeing now with more of these rookies coming into the league. You know why? Because it more resembles a nine on seven today. The physicality of the position has been, that's why you're seeing a lot of consecutive game played streaks. Eli's, you, you don't see, when's the, when's the last big time quarterback that got hurt and was lost for a season? Can you guys tell me? When was the last time a quarterback, Lamar last year, he missed, he missed some time, right? Like Lamar missed like around what seven games? Did he miss like seven games last year? But you don't see a guy miss significant, significant like seasons. Okay. Burrow got hurt his rookie year, I think, in week seven. But we didn't know, Mike, a lot about him his rookie year. Okay. I think he I think he played half the year, maybe 10 games. Then he got hurt that year. But we haven't seen guys like get knocked out for the entire year like we used to see. Even Brady early in his career when he got hurt in week 1, Brady lost was lost for the season. They got away from that cuz you know why? I think Nick Foles had a lot to do with that and Case Keenum and them dudes. 
They don't want to see backup quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. That's not going to be good for the product. You had backup quarterbacks going after one another in the Super Bowl. That's not quite what they're looking for. So they're protecting the position. Wentz, yep, but Wentz was 11-2. and And he missed the remaining part of that season. Still played 13 ball games of a 16-game schedule. Okay? You just don't see these guys missing ball games that much. Dak. Dak got hurt in October. He got hurt in October, I think. The year he hurt his ankle. I think he got hurt in October. So I I, I think it was October. I don't think it was at the front end of the season. Jalen Hurts will lead all quarterback in touchdowns and yards passing this season. Second in yards behind Lamar Jackson. So, Sam, you think you think Jalen Hurts is going to throw for almost 5,000 yards this year? Hey, I hope you're right. <laughs> hey. Sam thinks that Jalen Hurts is going to throw for 5,000 yards. He's going to lead the NFL in passing yards. Huss, Sam, if Jalen throws for 3,800 yards, it'll be a good year for him. Okay? It'll be a good year for him. Let me take a timeout. Guys, please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to look, fake them up. Mama, go up, mama! 
She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National football show. Did, did I see somebody say they should trade Jalen Rager for a fourth rounder? <laughs> Dude, do you really think you could get a fourth rounder for Jalen Rager? Do you know what you would get for Jalen Rager? Two Skittles and a Snickers bar. Uh, I mean, Michael, should the Eagles trade Rager in a fourth for the. Dev- oh, I see. Okay, my bad. Whoever you're trying to trade Jalen Rager to, you know what they would say to you? Eh, eh, maybe we try somebody else. I'd rather have you give me uh, Zach Pascal. Okay, I got, it. I got it, Michael. I, I got it now. Okay. Yeah, really. Z- Xander's like this. Xander goes, dude, net negative. Hey, how about if I do this? This is how I could get rid of Jalen Rager. Um, listen, man, I got a contingency pick. I'll give it to you for free. You just take the money. And if the guy turns out to be a thousand yard receiver, it'll be a contingent pick of a seventh round pick. <laughs> that guy's a bum. He's a bum. Nothing per hey, in honor of Sonny Corleone. Okay. This is this is strictly business. Nothing personal. This is strictly business. I don't know Jalen Rager from this pen. Okay? But as a player, he stinks. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Sydney. Hey, I'll tell you what I'll hire Jalen Rager for. Okay. Jalen Rager can park uh, Jalen Hurts' car at the Novacare Center before he reports into work. <laughs> Here's your new job. You're not going to be the number three wideout any longer. So can you park Jalen Hurts? And better yet, can you park Howie Roseman's car? Howie's got a better parking spot than anybody in the building outside of Jeffrey Laurie. So can you do me a favor? Can you, like, you know, park the owner's car? <laughs> Hey, hey, Jalen, Jalen Rager, you got to answer for Santino. <laughs> uh, you got to answer for Santino, Rager. <laughs> okay, you got to answer for him. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Chris, that's funny. Hey, Connie, go show Carlo the tree. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, 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 Rager. Yeah, that's it. All the new rookies. Hey, Rager, go show them the tree. <laughs> I, I swear to you, Chris, I will use that line for the rest of my freaking life. That's what I'm going to do when my, my, my daughter brings a guy over. You should have seen this thing. Should I share this? Okay, before I move on here, I'll share something with you here. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, this is terrible. Okay? I, and I don't. And I. So my daughter, Danielle, goes like this to me. Dad, I got a friend coming over. His name is Johnny. She goes, what? I go, no man's name, Johnny. Unless you're Johnny Bench. She's like, please, don't make a scene out of this. I said, I promise. So Duke comes walking in. And he's like, Mr. Solio, how are you? Johnny. And I go, I don't, Steve. Hey, my daughter goes, you know it's Johnny. Sorry. I, it's an honor to meet you. I go, look at her. She, and you can see my daughter's eyes rolling. She had told him, don't, don't have a conversation with him. Because it's not going to go anywhere. And the kid goes, Mr. Salil, and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, I could hear my daughter going like this to the kid. My dad's not going to go for that shit. You, he, don't try to butter him up. <laughs> don't he? That doesn't work for my dad. Just don't bug him. The guy comes, I'm in the kitchen. He goes, hey, Mr. Salil, so you know, I hear you play it. And I go, I did this. He's talking to me. I'm, look at what I'm doing. Kid goes, he stops. And I go, let me tell you, let me hook you up with something. And all of a sudden the guy knew my daughter comes in. I go, the only reason I'm talking to you is because my daughter likes you. <laughs> and my wife walked in. She goes, I want you to stop. And so I stopped. Terrible. Oh. T yeah, just terrible. Johnny Ola. <laughs> kid go I go, listen, kid. I go, listen here, Steve. <laughs> John and I can hear Johnny. Johnny. The only reason I like you because my kid likes you. If my, like my aunt talks to me about my cousin's daughters and like their boyfriends and shit. I don't care. Betty, I know you're watching. I don't care. If Catherine and Ashley like them, I like them. Okay. If, if they like them, I like them. If they don't, I'll never talk to them again. I don't care. <laughs> oh. So we're going through this little stage of our relationship right now. Yeah. Starts talking shit to me about, hey, when they, the kid left, you were so mean. I go, I thought I was very appropriate. You think I'm going to have some guy come over to my house and bullshit me about how he's going to like be my friend? I don't care. You know how many times I pulled that on fathers? She's like, dad, he's not like that. I'm like, oh, of course not. <laughs> Hey, I'm like this. Yeah, of course not. No. 
17 year old kid, 20 year old kid. Though she's 21 now. She's going to be 21, July 27th. And I go, yeah, 21 year old kid. He doesn't have that thoughts in his head. Of course not. Why are you like this? I'm like, why am I like what? <laughs> I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. <laughs> so we're going to have some friends over tomorrow. We're going to try this again. And uh, I think I'm just going to lock myself in my room. I just, I don't like guys sniffing around my daughter. <laughs> She's too good looking and I don't like it. And I tell people, I just do not like it. <laughs> it ain't working for me. Mr. Celia, oh, Jesus. And, I, and what, it, what sucks is I make the face like that. Ugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> guy named Johnny. I don't, I don't like, hey, guy's named Johnny. Come on, man. Okay. Guy's named Johnny. Okay. Hi, this is Johnny. Johnny, nobody calls you John. You, you like five? You call a five-year-old Johnny. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds wormy. <clears throat> Johnny football. He's he's wormy too. Okay. Great clickbait. I don't want anything to do with bait. <laughs> hey, Lunar. I don't want anything to do with bait. Hey, Sean, congratulations to you for not having a daughter. Okay? I, I mean, seriously. And plus, what the worst thing is, is that my daughter's like me, and I tell her every day, I hate my life. And she goes, why? I go, because you're just like me. Okay, I hate myself. <laughs> we get into these arguments and I go like this. I hate myself. And she's like, well, I hate you too. And she did she go, well, you know, I don't. I go, no, I hate me too. Because you're just like me. <sighs> Johnny. <sighs> oh, Johnny boy. I don't like my daughter dating a guy named Johnny. <laughs> uh, Luna talking Don Lee. Who's Don Lee? You mean Don Yee? We already hit on that, Luna. You're a day late and a dollar short, Junior. It's all good. No, but hey, way to come in and not be included in the conversation or just parachute in to a conversation that was settled about two hours ago. Merry Christmas. And your parting gift is the lack of knowledge. Congratulations to you. Hey, great clickbait. Yeah, okay, Luna. Again, my daughter won't date a dude named Luna either. <laughs> I'm a day late too. What's going on? I don't know. A510. I don't know. What's going on? I hear Dublin... Hey, I hear Dublin and Pleasanton have upgraded, especially around the jail where Martha Stewart went to the can. By the way, I lived around that place too. Did you ask Johnny how he feels about Hertz? I don't care what he thinks about anything. Why would I care, James? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I don't care what he thinks. I could care less. Hey, so what do you make of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles this year, Johnny? I, I'd rather hear from Luna. <laughs> Luna or Lunar? Does it matter? <laughs> Johnny Football, he's a worm. Turned out to be a worm. Turned out to be a drunk worm. Now, Johnny Rotten was cool. I'll give you Johnny Rotten. Oh, my God, I have a one. Oh, dude. Hey, Dupree, get yourself mind you ready for this. At least you know the Bay Area. I worked at KMBR in the ticket for five years. Bet your ass I know that area. I'm actually taking my kid up on her birthday to the Bay Area. We're going to go to um, uh, the Sequoia Forest across the uh, Golden Gate. Johnny Cochran. Yeah, okay, another worm. <laughs> Johnny Neutron. No, that's all right. I got, I got, I got actually got a Johnny Neutron somewhere. I'm all right with Johnny Neutron. I actually have a Johnny Neutron. <laughs> it's Jimmy Neutron. Oh yeah, that's right. Johnny Carson. Eh. Only Johnny I like is Bench. Oh, Johnny Cash. I killed a man in Rio. Johnny Bravo. Listen to me. Stop it. All right. Oh, hey, real quick. Before I get into Hassan Reddick, you see Mc, um, Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon paid over $13 million to chicks to keep him quiet because he was acting sexually inappropriate. You think that the Sean Watson thing is bad. This guy's paying third. I got to hand it to Vince though, man. I, let me ask you this. And again, I'm going to be very gentle in how I do this. So Vince McMahon was not a very good person to some of the women that worked at the WWE. He did pay $13 million in settlements. Now, if you go to Vince McMahon and go, hey, you're being a creep, and he gives you a million dollars or $2 million, how do you feel about that? He gives you $2 million to go away. How do you feel about that? Thirteen million he paid to four women, according to the um, New York Times and the Washington Post. Thirteen million bucks to four women. Johnny Montana, it ain't Johnny Montana. Oh, it, it, Joey, I'm all right with Joey. I think I'm all right with Joey. Joey bag of donuts. He did, man. He did Trish awful bad. I kind of know, dude, not cool. Okay, not cool. Not cool. See, can I tell you why I'm bringing this up? I don't think this helps Deshaun. Or maybe it does. Because then you could go like this. Well, I wasn't really the creep he was. (laughs) I I don't know how this is good. Because, hey, man. 
you can't act like, hey, I've been accused of just about everything. That's one thing I'll never be accused of. It's actually harassing somebody. I would never do that. I got a smoking hot wife anyway. I don't, I, I don't need to do that. I have no, I had Joy Taylor working for me. Most of you know that. She was my producer. She was a professional the whole time. Everybody around her was a professional at all times. And I demanded that. I did know China. I did know China. Knew her very well, actually. I knew Mula well back in the day. Mullah would go over to New Japan when I went over there and wrestled. And um, Antonio Noki um, introduced me to her back in the day. I did know I did know China. Yeah, I knew. Most of those women, if you saw what I did on my Twitter page too, I did, um, I, I, I uh, tweeted at Orton and thanked his father, Cowboy Bob, for training me. His father trained me at the power plant at WCW. His dad, Cowboy Bob Orton, was spectacular. Just a great dude, man. I love Cowboy Bob Orton. He was so great to me. Dude, get this. So he fly, Bob, Cowboy Bob Orton flies me up to Atlanta. And guess who picks me up at the airport? Big Van Vader, Leon White. Sills! Like, Leon, what are you doing? He goes, I'm Vader now. I went, holy shit, you're kidding. He goes, yeah, I went over to Japan, gave me the gimmick, and I came back, and the gimmick is stuck. And Oh, I love Vader. Vader and I were great friends. Long time. He played with the Rams. And and, and Vader picks me up at the – guess who else was at the power plant with me? The Undertaker. What was that? The Do you guys remember the Ultimate Warrior? He was there also. So during this whole time frame, the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker, Vader came. Vader was already a star when I was at the power plant. So Bob Orton flies me up. He was head of WCW at the time. He flies me up and he gives me like $1,200 a week, which was unheard of for a non – and he, they were signing everybody. I, I had never wrestled. And they signed me to a three-year contract at $1,200 a week. And they were paying all my expenses, the hotel and everything. I would stay at the hotel in Atlanta. And we go train. And so I go over, I start training, and this guy was training me. And the Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, and myself were all in the power plant. And Vader came by. He worked with us. Um, who was he? Larry Zabisco came by. Hey, Sean, I and I had just left the NFL, but they were signing a bunch. They, I think Steve McMichael from the Bears, Bill Fralick from the Falcons. I think he they started signing guys like that, and they started signing a whole shitload of NFL guys. Um to all these contracts. I loved it. And it got to a point where I started doing uh, shows in Athens. And I went around Athens. I did that in the minor shows. Then they sent me overseas to CWA. I posted it on my Twitter page. Hey, Xander, did you see that? John McMullen, because um, I tweeted at Orton. I, 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 I was in the top 10 in European wrestlers, heavyweight wrestlers. I forget what the year was, but I was ranked 10th in Europe. 
at the time. And the reason I love it is because one of my idols was on there, um, Ken Patera. He was ninth. I was 10th. I wrestled him too. It was really great to meet him and know him and all that. And I think Hawk was the champion. Road Warrior Hawk was the champion. He he would the Road Warriors were my dearest friends. Um, Hawk, I wrestled with for about two years. And Animal, his son's Laronitis. I think his son got in some trouble too at WWE. And I think he was creative director or something like that, or imaging for WEI or WWE. And I voted for his kid for um, for the um, Hall of Fame and for All American back in the day because I get to vote on all that. And yeah, Animal still to this day follows me on Twitter. I know he passed away a couple of years ago, but those guys were such great friends of mine. Dude, the Road Warrior, I just love those guys. And I got a chance to know those guys very well. I was dear friends with those guys. Ole Anderson was the guy that gave them the gimmick. They were bombing mightily in America as a tag team. Ole Anderson drops the shoulder pads on them because they both had played college football. I think Animal played at Minnesota. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Hawk played at Wisconsin. And they both had college football backgrounds. I, I, I James, I know all them guys. I knew I, I knew all those guys. Yeah, had a fun time. Yeah, you know. And I always I said this to my wife the other day because I was watching those autobiographies on, on I forget A and E I think it was. And my wife always says to me, she goes, "What do you think? What could have happened?" My grandfather didn't want me to do it. And he didn't want me to like do wrestling because he, you know, I had an education. He didn't want my body beat up anymore. I probably should have stuck with it. And I'll say this to you guys: being a wrestler was the hardest thing I ever did. These guys did that shit every night. When you wrestled with a guy like Cactus Jack, okay, I oh no, Ric Flair. Well, hey, hey, hey Xander, who'd we have on? Who who do we who do who did we have on a uh, wrestler? Ugh, what's his name? We had him on. Oh, we had Diamond Dallas on. I think that was last year. We had Diamond Dallas on last year. Sean, yeah, dude, those bumps hurt. Just because it's gigged up and rigged up, remember something: the beginning and the end. You know what you're doing, but the middle, you got to fill in. And let me tell you something, filling that in, that's where you get beat up and you're doing it every night, every night. I've never been on more painkillers in my life than when I wrestled. Now maybe football, and then that finished me off, but dude, man, <laughs> Hey dude, I'm hurt now because of what I did in wrestling. That was crazy, right? Hey, we had a fabulous time, and we also met some new folks today. We just want to thank you guys for coming aboard and finding us. Our football season is going to be spectacular. And if any of you know um, the show from the past, you know we have the biggest guest in the history of broadcasting. Nobody puts bigger guests on. So during the football season, current head coaches, current players will all be coming on the program. 
and we can't wait for the season to start. Plus, we do other stuff too. You know, I do a sports show, so that's kind of what we do. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. I will catch you back on Monday going 3 to 6 Eastern time. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. We'll see you on the flip side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.